0: Those of you who got an invite, welcome to Nerd Prom.
1: No matter where in the world you are,
0: we're all it's International. With the hyphen.
2: Yeah, but you know what the worst worst would be? The worst thing would be if you came back, if you thought it'd been this. Uh a crisp to a Venus flytrap, and you came back, and it was gone. That would be horrible. Imagine that. And the Venus flytrap was really massive. <laughs> and you were like, "Oh no, it's it's, it's hungering for more." And then you and then you come been. back later, and it's by the vending machine. No. <laughs> trying to put money, trying to understand what money is.
1: No, it was <laughs> hanging on the fucking crisps.
3: glass. <laughs> <You're> crisps, <laughs>
1: like Cookie monster. But... Venus crisp trap.
0: Coming at you live from a back alley in Gotham, it's me, Nick
2: Lambslice. Me, James Pumpkin. And me, Harrison Hunt, aka Calico Jack. And we are the The Tabletop Tabletop Twats. And this is an RPG show all about tabletop RPGs. And today we've got so many segments, it's going to blow your fucking head off. Eyeballs are going to fall out. Exactly. Well, yeah, if you haven't got a head, got I will <laughs> yeah, deal with it. <laughs> um, so, we've got feedback from the last episode. We've got what you've been slaying, where we talk about what we've been playing. And we've got the main subject, which this week is going to be the Blackwood Errantry Codex, which is a new fantasy slash fairy tale slash Wuxia like. yeah. Kung Fu setting for Savage Worlds. With hedges in it. Is hedges, (laughs) fact, fact. fact. (laughs) And then we got the chamber of challenges. We got song fight mini, and we got electro letters. It's going to be a good show, and it's going to be a great bloody
1: show. It's going to be, it's going to be off the wall. smashing. So let's
2: get on with it and let's do this, motherfuckers. The feedback side. The feedback side. The feedback side. The feedback side. The feedback section. This is the feedback side And we got an email from Owen Lean He said at the end of the last episode You asked where the books in which The oldest tricks were written in were Here It's here <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then he included a Wikipedia link to uh, The Discovery of Witchcraft Literally the first magic book ever written So yeah if you want to know where the oldest Tricks were written it's in the, A book called The Discovery of Witchcraft Cheers so, Owen thank you very much yeah, so well actually no you don't really want to use that book because if they're the oldest tricks everyone already knows them that's right? true because so, everyone always says oh it's the oldest trick in the book mate is the oldest it, and is the oldest oldest trick in the book? Literally, the first trick written in that book. Yeah, so like you, you open page one and it's yeah. and it says, if you wish to deceive somebody, say, look over there, <laughs> yeah, and then run away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cool. Um, I'm gonna buy that for Christmas. Uh, last episode, we did our RPG poems, and Con- Conrad Erasmus Neubert has come in. And he sent us uh, his own poem. Nice. Yeah. He he... says, hi, I wrote a German and an English version. I challenge you you to read them both. All right. I'll give the German one a go. Yeah, go on, mate. This will be a laugh. (laughs) Das Fantasy Rollenspiel. Ein kurzer
1: Einvergang.
2: I don't know this next one. This is... Okay, we should probably warn people this is gonna get offensive. <laughs> this is first time
1: read, by the way, by
2: Nick. feilen <laughs> Filgen Sprocken Spraken Schweizer
1: Schweigen Totten Drachen, Spiegel Schwagen Manka Zechen Manka Schingen ala Lecken Right, I'll say uh, the English version. Um The Fantasy RPG a short introduction. The arrow aim and speak the spell. Swing the sword A fiend to kill The players gain Joy So swell <laughs> Praise the Lord For everybody gets their fill Humble greetings Conrad
2: I don't think Humble greetings Conrad Was part of the poem <laughs> But
0: that's the English, <laughs> that that
1: That's bit, the yeah. section Of English translation
2: so I'd like it if all poems End with just Kind regards shame. Like a letter <laughs> Yeah <laughs> <clears throat> Hark the raven yeah. Kind regards, Mike. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if there's any German people out there, Manuel, and any other German listeners, let me know why I did that. Conrad. Well, I can Conrad. tell that you mispronounced that.
3: Yeah.
2: And no. uh, Conrad, uh, you said if there's any German listeners, I think the German guy that sent that in. He's yeah, yeah. yeah. German as well. Yeah, of course he
3: is. <laughs> no, he, he wrote just, a German poem. no German. He just decided
2: oh. to write a German poem. He might <laughs> Good Good point. Point. just have like a doctorate in German language. You m- actually, you might be right. Um... <laughs> And also, Matt Stark uh-huh. uh, has some feedback. He said uh, he we asked people to vote on our poems, and he says my vote is for James's poem. Harrison's was a bit more like a short story in the poem. It was a bit of a toss-up between James's and Nick at first, but James had better delivery. Yeah, right. Cheers, mate! Um, he is absolutely right there because. Um, yeah, I, I felt that because James really gave it his all with the delivery. Mm-hmm. Um, I did, When I edited it, you know, I put in those, like, applause sounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did try to... Um, I, I knew that was the case. Even when I was editing it, I was listening to it back. I was like, yeah, mine does go on a bit. <laughs> and then I sort of... Um, yeah, I could see that James's were the best, so I gave him the biggest applause. <laughs> I see. <laughs> cheers. Um, yeah, thanks, Matt. Thank yeah, you, Matt. Yeah, so cheers for that, mate. And um, he says, as a side note, maybe you could keep the games you play that were paid for by patrons... For patrons only, just a thought. So, what he's referring to there is the fact that um, with some of the Patreon uh, money that we ha- had coming in, what we did is we bought things—a either to review or to play for um, our. Um, Actual plays, mm-hmm. and the reason that we did that was because we didn't want to manage simply to go, Oh, yeah, it's going on now. fees to keep the show alive. Yeah. yeah, so the way we did it instead was uh, we wanted to turn it into actual content, actual mm-hmm. stuff that you could uh, see and feel happening. Mm-hmm. See, the um, there are fees associated with the show, obviously, and essentially. Uh, Nick still pays those mm-hmm. he, he literally still pays those and what we do with the money is actually turn it into something more tangible so the actual plays are something that we wanted you guys to have and yeah. we uh, don't want to block those behind a paywall um, because we feel like that's that unfair yeah. and we don't, we also don't want those to just be for patrons. And mm-hmm. if patrons want to support that and get that out to as m- many people as possible, then thank you very much for doing that. We think that's amazing. And, and we if, will do little things for them. Yeah, yeah, hopefully, we want to do more stuff that's exclusive for the patrons as well, little things. But if you feel as if uh, that's not a good use of your money, then by all means, do not pay for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Because, <laughs> um, uh, but that's the way we we think that that it's it's decent. We, we like don't to recycle we... the money back into the show to make the show better. That's exactly. Idea, we don't it? want so... it to just go on boring things no. like like hosting things. Oh, it
0: keeps our show going. I yeah, yeah, yeah. You
2: know, we yeah. don't
0: we don't make any money from. No, nah, we, we this is a labor
2: of love. We 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 enjoy doing this, um, and you know. Like, so yeah so, if we can get some if we if we can get more content out of it from the lovely listeners then so be it we first. Exactly and we yeah we want to turn your your hard earned cash into hard work content. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah that's that's it for feedback from the last episode so let's get the fuck on with what we've been playing in RPGs this week. Oh boy.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Oi yeah what you swigging all right so this week in gaming right we did we had one of the funniest games we ever had oh god yeah i want to i want to lead with our call of cthulhu game all right cool because we we did we we um started a gotham game run Mm -hmm. by our mate peter and this was using the call of cthulhu seventh edition seventh edition engine to do it right Yeah. yeah This was one of the most whacked out, <laughs> nutty games game we have ever, ever played. Play. <laughs> this I was say, amazing, well, right? It
1: was, it was, it was so cracking for a first session. I know Pete's done one one shot before, but this is Pete's first um, uh, DM, DMing experience of a long campaign, and this session one of it. He just he just hit it flying, mate. It's wicked. And if the this puns is, were so heavy. It was
2: getting stupid. <laughs> so so basically, the uh, the the premise of this is that um, we we were all. Um, Kind of well, we, we actually all, all decided that we were sort of vigilantes, yeah. Yeah, but we didn't actually have to be. He he said that we could just be anyone we wanted in Gotham, mm-hmm. we had to live in Gotham or be in Gotham yeah. at the time of this campaign starting. Yeah, and we all, all wanted to choose very comic booky characters, so we'll just introduce kind of like our characters and we'll try to be brief. Um, so my character, you as far as you guys know, he's a journalist, yeah and his name is uh, well when you guys asked him his name he goes my name's Ch- Ch- James Chugbolts <laughs> and yeah. then uh, nobody believes that he's a journalist and he's got one leg an eye patch and um, at one point when he went, went insane he he revealed that his cane that he uses to walk actually had a sword yep. hidden inside it <laughs> yeah. and he's unbelievably good at hacking as well which is, uh, which is something that came up in his video yeah, with his PDA, which yeah. is like a powerful computer. Mm-hmm. Um, and James, your character
1: is uh, my character's. Uh, his name's John Draper, and he's he's basically a plumber. Um, that's really pretty much it. He's a plumber. <laughs> He fights uh, slash uh, vigilante. He he fights with uh, a. We called it the the heirloom wrench. I found this amazing stock photo of this dude holding this massive (laughs) wrench. uh, So that's him. But he goes out and
2: fights crime at night with a giant wrench. Yeah, uh, known as
1: the wrenchman. Yeah,
2: the Wrenchman. And Nick, your character? Uh,
1: my, my character's name is Stephen Kong. He's
2: the uh, <laughs> the local butcher. He's a fat, balding, middle-aged man. Um, and uh, he doesn't watch much TV, but he does have a, um, almost like, because he's lived in Gotham all his life, he has a, 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 a civic sense of pride or whatever. Yeah. And um, so at night he goes out and, uh, yeah, again, he's a bit of a vigilante. But because he's not that tough, he's more of a person that picks on like litterers <laughs> yeah. and like, like Jay Walkers and stuff, like Casey Jones. From but doesn't he chop them up with, he does chop them up though yeah <laughs> so, so he's and he rides a rally chopper chopper yeah and, he's, and, so, he's, and his name of the night is the chopper yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. so he so he picks some people from minor misdemeanors and kills them he don't kill them
1: Oh, we just chops them. Yeah, so yeah. if you get
2: caught littering, you're losing a digit. You're
1: losing a digit by the
2: master. And then we've got um <clears> we've got uh the, the um the deliverer, who's, who's he's, he's a delivery man, Gavin. Yeah, Gavin. <laughs> yeah, Gavin <laughs> Theo is yeah, James yeah, And Tomasson's he's, he's girl, like so. a little kid and he and he's like, um okay. <laughs> and, and but, the, then we've got the next one that's coming in as well, who's who's um who's Ryan's character, who's who's uh, who's a wannabe Batman guy. Oh so, not Batman so, fanboy, isn't so, he Batman yeah. fanboy so fan. he wanted to copy Batman's backstory so he, he was inspired by a time he fell into a lake and nearly drowned and then he became Beaver Boy <laughs> oh, yes. and um, when he when he became Beaver Boy he, he decided to um, fight with a log yep. and when he hits people his catchphrase is damn damn <laughs> So um, all all of our characters Got captured by the Joker Mm -hmm. And woke up in a cell And we we discerned Using the delivery What was his name? The deliverer (laughs) Yeah. Using his skills, he sort of. When we first got the chance to look out of a window, we discerned where we were because he's so used to delivering. Yeah, he's got he, a great kind of delivery feel for sense. Areas, Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he looked out of a window and we discerned that we were actually in Wayne Manor. Yeah, yeah. And that the Joker had somehow taken it over and set up all these traps.
1: And at this point, the the manor's actually really dilapidated and stuff. So everything's like the walls are. The rooms are all gross and there's uh, walls that are breaking. Yeah. And it's we wake up in a cell. Nasty. Joker
2: shows himself with his two dogs. <laughs> starts laughing at us and, and he says that we have to find three people that Bruce Wayne loves that's it and uh, to, to get out right otherwise and the, the best yeah. bit was like no there were so many amazing bits but then, <laughs> then there was a bit where we we then like get attacked by three knife-wielding maniacs who, which yeah. can ab- be abbreviated to KWM and I which don't is, know if this is a British
1: thing no it is Quim
2: yeah quim which means vagina so, we, so the we whole was, night for the whole night we were like okay I attacked a quim, go get like, a quim. I'm gonna get a quim I'm gonna punch him in the quim yeah. and then and then um, Nick's character right I think you got like knocked up knocked over tripped up and then Peter says okay you're rolling down the hallway now right
3: yeah.
2: and then yeah. and then it gets to Nick's turn so he, he rolls like agility or something yeah. gets out of the roll and then Pete's like okay so what do you do and he's like well I'm just gonna roll back and so, yeah. so, he, so he, rolled, he rolled back down the the whole way to try and attack him, oh. and, and, so then, he's, he's, and then missed. Yeah. And then next turn comes up, and he's like, "What do you want to do?" And he's like, "Well, I'll just roll back and roll try back and hit and him again." Him. Him. So <laughs>
1: the, the whole combat, Nick just was rolling forwards, then rolling. With a knife, back with a knife coming out of the him. side, with a cleaver. Yeah. 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 Now the way that we all imagined it, um as we commented it on, was oh, if, if, only, if anyone <laughs> listening has seen Hook. You remember, yeah, the, yeah. remember the kid who rolls down the stairs exactly rolling like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh mate, it was amazing. So,
2: and so fine, like, "I'm rolling at the quim." I roll back towards the quim. I roll back towards the quim. All <laughs> right, miss. I'll and I'll then, again uh, during this, I was going insane because I'd just seen a big load of blood on the floor, and it no, reminded me. Of, it reminded me of an injury that I had once. Yeah. Um, and then we we saw Harvey two-faced didn't we but for some reason there was a coin in an oven and it was his (laughs) his coin and
1: I I got it I got it and we we killed him yeah yeah I killed him with my um, with my wrench
2: yeah, but then his did his body disappear? Yes, he just
1: disappeared. Yeah, yeah so He just his, blinked out of existence. His didn't body he?
2: disappeared. We found um, Commissioner Gordon in in uh, an a vent, and when yeah. we found him, he also just disappeared, like like, yeah, a, like, like, like a hologram. That's and right. Then, like, yeah, at this
1: moment, we, all, we were just like, "What the fuck's going on?" And we thought, oh, it's got to be the scarecrow." That's right, right. Yeah, we thought it was an hallucinogenic episode. Or then, something, but didn't we? it was, it was like, as we did it, we said, "Oh yeah, you can discern that these are the similar kind of effects." as to when the Scarecrow did his attack on the city. Yeah, so we were like that. "Oh, Clearly he's involved then. Like, what the fuck's going on? So, like, we're all shouting like, at the CCTV camera being like, oh, you're in, to the Joker, like, you're in cahoots with Harvey Dent, oh, the Scarecrow, and all this. And then it's just like we weren't getting anywhere with that.
2: But yeah, the funny thing was is that when uh, we, we saw this skylight in the kitchen that led to like an, uh, the other floor and the best thing was, the best thing was is we were trying to climb it right and there was all this grease all yeah. over the oven and, and we were like, uh, we, he was like oh there's, there's loads of fat all over the oven and we were like what, what was he trying to cook and the only thing we saw in the oven was the coin and so yeah. he was like oh well, it's coin fat. <laughs> Coin fat everywhere, coin fat all over the oven. <laughs> oh, that that really made us off. And then so yeah. we we sort of like stacked the uh, the, stacked the oven and In the, the fridge, fridge, freezer on top to, uh, of each other to try yeah. and get through the skylight. Finally, yep. fucking climbed up there after all of us slipping all over this coin <laughs> fat. Like we 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 must have taken like five fucking attempts. My guy can hardly climb because he's got a wooden leg. Oh, yeah. And then yeah, we were climbing up. this took fucking forever. And then we get up to the top and get out, like a, 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 yeah, empty room. Then we burst out the door. We're like ha ha, we've made it to the top. We burst out the door and. it it was like on the, stair- on, the, on the... On the level that we'd just been on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, really, my character literally kicks the door through. is like, ha I made it. And we're like, oh, oh
0: we have been there
2: before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally we could have just gone out the door, went up, up the stairs, stairs, and we would have been there. I don't think I pulled off many good attacks, but I was definitely a good tool, because I would just like... Be- like to hunch over around. and
1: people would use me to climb oh, up yeah, yeah. Or, yeah.
2: Literally, there were so many times around. where you had my peg leg in your back. Oh, trying yeah, to <laughs> just stabbing around on my back. Trying to climb up to things. (laughs) Um, but basically the whole um, uh, adventure was a lot of it was very reminiscent of like Resident Evil wasn't it a lot of puzzle rooms Mm -hmm. a lot of looking around and um, very little fighting and it was really great but the whole thing was we ended up finding uh, to summarise we ended up finding a hologram of Commissioner Gordon a hologram of Barbara Gordon and then a hologram The last one was actually the Joker, wasn't it? Yes. So three people that Batman loved. So that was a bit weird that the last one was the Joker. I didn't quite get what that really meant. Um, it's
1: probably because it's, you know, they're like the arch... And, uh, well, without him, have I mean has no job, so... Yeah. I sort of, way. I took it as that he
2: um, loves his job of crime fighting yeah. or something like that. But we found them all and then it, we sort of went out uh, and and then they they were all they were all holograms. We fought the Joker, we killed him. We were like, we killed the Joker, session one, brilliant. Yeah. Ah, and, and, then, yeah. and, then it, and then it turns out well, to be was, a hologram. It wasn't just yeah. the Joker,
1: it was three, three of the main uh, baddies.
2: Oh, yeah. that was another one. They were called Blackgate Thugs, and oh, yeah. somebody mistook it and thought they said Black Gay
1: Thugs. Yeah. No, I, I, oh, as, soon, yeah. as soon as yeah, as soon as Pete said oh, Blackgate, and I was like, oh, Gay Thugs, and then, it was like, <laughs> well, don't say that. So, but then for the rest of the session, that, that was we the, we were
2: imagining that they
1: were BGTS. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just going, going. Oh, I'm gonna
2: hit you,
0: and then I run away.
3: <laughs> which,
2: which is a horrible stereotype and bad. Yep. So, um, yeah. So the the hologram disappears, and suddenly all of the um all of the locks and our doors uh sort of open, and we just stroll outside, and we see a uh, silhouetted figure on the uh, on the Gotham night. Yeah. And, and we uh and it's Batman. It turns out that this was all a test, and that he was recruiting us to join him yeah. on his yeah. crime-fighting squad because of our vigilante. Um, activities, mm-hmm. which was beautiful, because we it chose is. to be vigilantes, yeah, and uh, it was just this wondrous, like, um, coincidence that all made sense within his story, and we were just like, everyone at the table was like. Oh, <laughs> um, the, the, one of the coolest things is remember throughout it, because I had a PDA and it was connected to the internet. Yeah. Yeah. And I totally I totally expected Peter just to be like, No, you can't get on the internet. Right though, no, Twitter. But he, yeah. he totally allowed <laughs> yeah. it, right? Yeah. And we we were trying to tweet at Gotham City Police Department. <laughs> to come help us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to come and help us. No, GCP. We were and they GCP, were like, like PD, yeah. they were like, Can't make it Joker's put a bunch of bombs all around the city there in about four hours and we only had two hours to escape yeah and um so then we tried to tweet at nightwing
1: to try and get, to try and get him to help us yeah what was it oh batman sucks lol
2: yeah we were like yeah because we were trying to make him jealous to try and get him come here so it's yeah. like batman sucks lol uh anyway in a bit of a bind at wayne manor can you make it smiley face and then he's like don't say that about Bat-bat Batman, Batman. <laughs> yeah. fuck you and then yeah. and then we're like Shit. you're on your own <laughs> so there was one point where you guys were trying to deal with Victor Saz and then uh, yeah, that was we... funny as well <laughs> yeah so during that, that time I created another Twitter account and tried to tweet at Nightwing uh, I can't remember what happened with that I don't think I ever got no, round to it you made your account but you didn't tweet anything no else. no I didn't but yeah, that was pretty funny. So um, we we found out that Batman doesn't have a Twitter account. No, he doesn't. We, have a Twitter. we were like, so which person in the universe would And We were like, Nightwing. No, definitely, <laughs> Nightwing <nightward."> definitely <laughs> have one. Yeah. that was so funny. Man. It was um, it was a hilarious session. But Ooh, that was one of the best. One of the best sessions I've played, yeah, man. That was, was so that was fucking brilliant. Um. Okay. So yeah, the other thing we played was um, DCC. We sort of been playing a little private private game of that. So we played uh, we played session three. We played an adventure that, that comes with the actual uh, main rule book called the Abbot of the Woods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what did you guys think of that?
1: It was awesome. It was yeah. It was a really amazing session. Um, yeah. So in this yeah.
2: adventure, that was where you. Um, had to try to find some wood from the Dryad's tree, and when you <laughs> went down there, uh, you found this weird uh, abbey in the woods. Yeah. And then when you went in there, you were investigating it, and it turned out there was sort of uh, this corruption that was happening in the woods as a result of this this um, bizarre church. That's right. And this ab this abbot basically had gone gone there and tried to make himself invincible. By separating all of his body parts and enchanting them. Oh my god! Yeah, um, <laughs> and and therefore making his soul in in, in, in invincible. So cool. Um, it was really good. Uh, I I quite liked it. It was fucking
1: deadly though. Oh, it was. Mate. It was. There yeah. were so many deaths. I mean, there was even a a, mo- a, a, mo- a moment where my character because he's he was chaotic. Um, he was trying to do. Uh, he was trying to murder just one of our other players to to appease his god. Because my guy, he couldn't do spells for shit. Because I kept rolling <laughs> terribly. So then I was getting loads of dis uh, d- uh, disapproval. So much. And then um, he just went, oh, "You make a sacrifice," and I was like, "Okay, fine. I'm just going to kill him." And then at the time, there wasn't uh, all the players. Um, there wasn't all of us there, so we had a few people playing other people. Yeah. But so it ended up being, I was trying to kill a player that Peter was playing. <laughs> So yeah. it was like most of the game I was just trying to kill Peter essentially <laughs> yeah and then yeah, he was, then he really was trying mo- to
2: kill you right back yeah. and the funny thing is is that neither of you could hit each other no. throughout the whole dungeon oh it, gosh, nobody yeah. could bloody hit anything and and everyone was rolling straight ones there was mm-hmm. so many fumbles there was, oh. everything was getting fucked there was a bit in the dungeon where, where just the air corrodes anything um that is um organic. So I any, mean, any yeah. weapons that had wooden handles God. Yeah, they were gone. They were People gone. People started like. aging ten yeah, years yeah, yeah, for yeah. no fucking reason. Like everything uh, was just corroding like crazy. Think, and then like nobody was rolling anything r- anything well at all. No. Until until like right. the end. Basically the what end happens yeah what happens is yeah, the yeah. um the abbey uh when you go and disturb the final resting place of this the the uh the abbot you get to his like torso. And uh, it's not particularly well written in in the book, but I think this is what's supposed to happen. The um the the abbot the the uh, the, the uh, abbot sort of like comes to life again, and it's like sort of a giant blood golem yeah, type yeah, yeah. thing, right? And nobody could hit him either, right? Oh. Um, and and nobody was rolling well. Everyone was getting straight ones. Somebody uh, died, so I gave them a bunch of zero level characters. <laughs> yeah. They but like over in the village, they basically saw. Uh, this giant golem comes so four villagers came to the rescue to try and help oh, yeah. Just and, come out yeah and they just said they just had pitchforks and a pair of scissors as weapons and stuff like this <laughs> and still nobody could hit right no and then Ryan suddenly he says right okay characters are dying we need something here to, here to, to help okay mm-hmm. and so I'd made him a patron, right? And I'll explain this in a bit. That patron that he had, the Queen of Elfland, Mm. isn't from the book. I made that one. Okay. Now, what happened is he needed to get a role to go back in time because it was similar to the King of Elfland. He had some similar roles, but it wasn't exactly the same. He needed a role to go back in time and so he needed to roll a 20 yeah. Now, he's like I'm not going to roll a straight 20 there's no way that's going to happen yeah, I'm not yeah. going to run that so he he had to do something called spell burn and he now, what, lives, yeah what he, this yeah. is is you have to um, cut off bits of your body and so uh, or sacrifice blood things like this so the way you do that is you mechanically is you sacrifice strength and agility and uh, also luck as well. Mm-hmm. So you can do that. Some GMs allow luck, some don't. I I I did, and yeah. basically, yeah, he did.
1: He did put uh, almost all his luck. Yeah.
2: So you, he he spellbound himself to oblivion <laughs> to do this. <that>. He <laughs> yeah. took like fourteen but, off of himself. Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he he took something like sixteen off. He took like uh, he, he basically cut a big old load of himself <laughs> off, sacrificed nearly all of his luck, and then rolled the dice. And he rolled a twenty. Yep. Yeah. And then, and so his spell, 36. his spell amount was
1: was thirty six. <laughs> yeah.
2: And then all of us at the table just went, yes! Yeah, because this yeah, was this crazy. was
1: amazing. This was an amazing thing because as soon as he got that roll, and then he actually read what he could do. It's the champion, was not it? Champion. No, it was it was literally yeah. elven champion because yep.
2: basically that meant that he all of you guys got um gifted.
1: Um, our weapons were endowed with armor, the power, power. We got low. Champions. Even the random guys that walked out the woods—they all from the town—they all of a sudden got powered yeah, up. Yeah, no, <laughs> it was
2: as James was saying. Everyone in the party had uh, that your weapons were in, endowed with the power of the Sylvan Realm, so it meant that you were all considered champions. Yes, yeah. you were all considered champions, so you had plus
1: six on your weapons, yeah, plus, plus six, six to in, AC on the attack and on the damage on our AC. We just, was, uh, we just yeah.
2: spawned this amazing shiny so we were armor, all coloring,
1: and we had a bunch of level zero characters that literally just joined at that moment yeah. they were all glowing yeah. um, <laughs> but not only this right so after all this uh, um, happened the, it was the level zero characters that wailed on the boss and killed him yeah because it was
2: their turn next and yeah. all four of them with their plus sixes <laughs> just hit all four in a row and killed it. Yeah. you see there's supposed to be a trick to killing that boss you're supposed to use all the items you get throughout the dungeon but they didn't even need it because yeah. suddenly yeah. suddenly, they were able to beat it's impossible AC and yeah. they just fucking all of them were pitchforks, <laughs> with pairs of scissors just went zip tip yeah. and the, the fucking the thing, thing was just either. like Ahh. yeah it just, died, for it the just high. died it was amazing but, but the coolest thing was is that it also says that um you can uh, any anybody that's died within the last hour will succeed on their recover the body checks oh. and so they, they'll come back within and they'll come back within uh 1d3 days so you rolled and everyone came back within um three days yep so the all of the characters came back, and like you guys went back to the town yeah. and in three days. A little portal opened up, and it was just like, and then all, everyone just Spell pops out, out like, this portal. Like, yeah, I just yeah. had this whole campaign like revolved around the welfare of the hags. It was like the hags alright. We've yeah. only got three left in the village. We've got to protect them and all stuff like that. Yeah, because the um, the village just kept on slowly going into disrepair <laughs> because the, the village population was getting so low by this point because every time characters would die, more level zeros would come in and those would be population for from the village. The and I was keeping track of it. <laughs> so it was ridiculous. By the time you'd finished that quest, there was this point where the village people... <laughs> the village people. <laughs> they, all, the, all, the the, all the guys from the, All the guys from the village were sort of like, well... You know this is getting silly. So so essentially you guys then had to go off on a little quest to go and find this the the other half of the rulership rod. That was why yeah, you were doing yeah, what you yeah, were doing, right? How, yeah. And that was sort of your quest. And they they basically said all the village guys sort of said to you, well, you know when you were off in the woods just now, another one of the hags died because you guys were adventuring you're the only guys that are protecting us so yeah. if you're going to go off on a quest we're coming with you because yeah, we're, yeah. we're not, we're not going to continue getting, getting fucked. And, yeah. and they're like look around you and you sort of look at your town which is called Shitterton they're like look around you this is horrible I hate it here and so even you, Ian had had enough from the store yeah and so you guys all all went the entire, ve- the entire yeah. village which is like about 12 people <laughs> yeah. went went to um, the Ptolemac Islands <laughs> to go and find the other half of this island Item that you were trying to find mm-hmm. and uh yeah basically the um the quest I'll try and summarize it because yeah, this, this is was now um, session four no, that we moved <laughs> yeah. on to yeah and this is now session four and it was kind of like um uh, an exploratory quest now this is called moon slaves of the cannibal kingdom and it was it was good it was very very good but the only trouble is is that it starts off with a guy riding a dinosaur coming to see you? Right? It's a
1: reptilian person riding a dinosaur. <laughs> no, it's not, it's a gold a gold person. Oh, golden guy, yeah. yeah golden it- guy on the dino. Yeah, nice. so he
2: comes up to you and he he basically is like, um you, you sort of land on this island, you come off your boat, and uh, this is where where they knew the item to be. They didn't know where on the island, they just knew it was there, and this guy comes up to you riding a dinosaur, and he's not attacking you. But he just sort of like is like mm, I don't know about these guys. He doesn't trust you because you're white, essentially. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, if you are in <laughs> fact white, and most of them were, except for one. Um, and he he basically doesn't trust you, and then these guys kind of fucked the ball and really screwed it up yeah. and then started fighting the village <laughs> yeah. and they were the only lead that they had as to where anything on this island was. <laughs> yeah but how many How many were there? 30. Yeah. They fought 30 guys which you don't do that oh, in DCC no. to save your character Nick oh, who, 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 who got captured. They were like mm, dinner and they just <laughs> captured you and they, they tried to save you and even after two guys died they were still trying to save your yeah. one and character. They only
1: managed to that, beat five of their players, five, yeah. of their, uh, five of their people attacking us, yeah. yeah. And then they oh, lost man. three
2: in the process. And, and I was trying to give every hint I could. I was like, okay, there's 25 left. Do you still want to fight the 25? No, like, yeah,
0: yeah.
2: And then and but eventually like, we, you know, decided, uh, she's probably run away now, <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, right, and then I was like, okay, so there's this, um, you hear this noise coming off from the east, and I was like, what? and that's right. a monkey, right? You know, the giant monkey from the yeah. cover, yes yeah, yeah, the, like... the monkey is nice. It actually, ah, it actually yes. wants to be your friend, Doctor Johnson. Yeah, it actually, it, it, yeah. If the, the, so that's a deep cut for listeners of this show. Sorry, guys. But um, yeah, so it actually wants to be your friend, and if if you at first it kind of is like mm, I'm not, I don't know if I trust these outsiders. But if you get to know
1: it, it sort of wants to come with you and escape. Sick. But be- what we did, right? We heard the noise and went. We probably but, shouldn't go that way it, then. So
2: <laughs> literally, the first probably hour and a half of this game was these guys getting what, killed getting killed, and then going nowhere around the
1: jungle. Yeah, because then, then and after... Twice, they heard, heard the sound, they was like, no, nope, I'm wait. Yeah, so yeah. they ignored every plot hook. Oh, yeah, God. and also, so after all these deaths, we had um, a couple of people playing le- uh, the, some of the level zero characters after that. Yeah, yeah so a bunch of guys uh,
2: basically... Ian, like, tell me someone played Ian. No, Ian, it wasn't Ian, but uh, from the weapon shop, but no, <laughs> no. what happened was, is that, uh, was neat, after it? some guys died, after some guys died, I had the guy come off, off the boat... Uh, the Captain oh, yeah, like, basically
1: catch these guys up and go, your villagers are really annoying me. So, here I
2: four of them. They're
0: down off fun. my boat. So <laughs> I,
1: I, started, I've, I started playing the, the, the four of the the level zeros and then eventually had to dish out a couple more to, like, I think every other player. Well, the right? most notable one is Ori. Remember yeah. that,
2: because Ori was an absolute... Was, right, and there's no nice way of saying it. He's, he was a Hmong. He was right. A Hmong. He, he was he was a proper he was proper <laughs> Right don't know he, this. Yeah yeah. He, he, Hello. He was oh. the village idiot. Yeah, yeah right. And, yeah. and um he, he was a proper reject. And and what happened was <laughs> is that he, he was he was like the comic relief of the party it was. and it was really funny because the the eventual thing ended where they found basically the leader of the island <laughs> and found that they worship magical items. Okay, and she wore the copper rod of rulership half round her neck. Ah, yeah. And she said that they 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 can try to fight her in a in a fight that they won't win, or they can do the ancient ritualistic thing that this island does, where they play Russian roulette. Nice. Oh yeah. Right. But we... they do Russian roulette, and they they worship their god is the deck of many things. <laughs> oh, and what they do shit. is they sit down, and that's and they, she says that she's never lost. The deck always picks her, yep, yep. and it, and if you get the right card, it will say you you lead the island, um, and you will lead the island, and you'll become the leader. And it always picks her. That's why she does it. Okay. So any strangers that come and challenge her, all you do is you sit down. You go round to the table and you mm-hmm. pick a card and that it chooses the fate. It's mm-hmm. their god and they worship it. So they all accepted the fucking challenge, <laughs> yeah. sat down and did a deck of many things. It was, it was fucking... Wicked. I just thought, because it's, you know, so end, end of cold. a campaign. Yeah. So Peter's character got two wishes, right? And he wished for the rod of rulership and okay. wished that she would go away. Right? <laughs> yeah. And and that's what happened. And so she just... she Instead of, like, doing it magically, she just got up and went okay then fair enough and just walked up uh, yeah and then just gave him the rod and walked away and <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, it <laughs> she was just like okay fair enough and then um, Sean's character got um, during this though that was like the last thing that happened yeah. but Sean's character got one where he had to fight a phantasm elsewhere right oh, yeah. so they completed the rod and the guy that had tasked them to get the rod was this goat lord right so then after that point they had the deck of many things nice. so they went out and the goat goat lord came down so Ori who's, who who um, was being played by James just started pulling cards from the deck yes. randomly, right? So he, he immediately becomes a level ten warrior. And Did he get any more intelligent though? No. <laughs> um, so yeah, and he he he's like really powerful and they're about to fight the goat lord, right? So then Peter as well, he 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 um walks up to James's character, pulls a card out of James's pocket, and gets one D four wishes. And the things that he wishes for is it was um that the he go- wishes it never happened. Yeah, that the which goat is- lord would go away. Yeah.
1: Oh, not even goat- no. <laughs> the goat lord would go away because the goat the goat head wanted he wanted the rod and he knew we knew like basically the rod meant you were like the ruler of uh, the island etc. Um, so yeah, Pete wished for the the goat head to just disappear, which he did. And then he wished that it would all be over. He wished to be the leader
2: of the island. Yeah. And then he wished. What was the last thing? I can't remember what the last they thing was. They made shit
1: the island? No, no it just said, no. we wish this never happened. And yeah, it's like the main one. I don't no. think I'm not sure if he completed all four wishes because it just but went that, back.
2: Yeah, now is it. So so basically all, all um time sort of rewound at that point okay. and it all went back to to day 1 where you guys uh, right before the adventure where Old Man Rivers was talking to a bunch of level zero villagers trying to get them to do a quest because he wanted some cash because he wanted some cash and and obviously everyone went back and still had all their memories so Uh the funny thing was is that you guys all remembered that he was bullshitting you and that he wasn't really ill when he was trying to get you to go on that mission oh he was dying so so he was like oh I feel so oh Oh, wait do you guys remember and everyone's like yep and he's like oh well never mind let's go on the adventure then (laughs)
0: Yeah. <laughs> All come then, yeah, so i come down Yeah, so it's pretty.
2: It was a pretty good way to to end it, I think. And um, I, I really, really liked the also, uh, the uh, the old deck of many things. It was it was good. It was really good. CC in general. So many people with it now. Yeah, yeah, we um, we managed to get quite a few people in on on DCC, didn't we?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, an actual fact. Um, one thing that we forgot to mention in uh, the feedback,
2: well, it doesn't matter. We'll mention it now. We yeah, um, we actually this. mentioned to get. Uh, m- we six. actually managed to get uh, quite a few people, yeah, six listeners, to that, buy DCC.
1: Mm-hmm. That includes Nick. Yeah. but but well, you do listen. I you do, do listen. listen. yes yeah, at the time when it's happening. So and since, after. since episode twenty nine, there's an extra six sold. Well yeah. done. Everybody. you dungeon crawlers
2: yeah well done guys so yeah, yeah we're absolutely loving this game at the moment so good
1: of course we are and that's why we're doing actual plays on it
2: so uh, two two little products that I bought um, are in, these are DCC type products well one of them is I've got a dungeon alphabet oh so this is um, this is pretty cool I I picked it up for see it says great price 9.99
1: great
0: price
2: that's how much I got it for in pounds but that's actually supposed to be for dollars so this is um, by Michael Curtis who is a um, DCC writer I think this came out before DCC or maybe at the beginning so it's an A to Z of things for, for dungeons right so for example it starts up with forward, which actually is not A, but, uh, right, so A is for altars. So you've got a D20 roll, and mm-hmm. on there is loads of different altars. B is for books, and then you've got C is for caves. D10 nice. roll, random unique caves and caverns. So, for example, if you roll a 6, this cave is a natural echo chamber. 9, this cave bears strange formation that resemble real objects and decorations. Cool. Let's go for another random one. O is for oozes oozes you've yeah. got to love them oozes and if you yeah do a D10 roll 9 the ooze dwells inside a reservoir normally set aside for potable water so it's a nifty little toolbox yeah it's brilliant mm. um, P is for pools yeah it's just a nice. cool little dungeon shit. I like that into dungeons that's awesome and in addition to that Tales from Daloop. oh D'Aloof. man it came Tales from Daloop. ah oh. Tales from yeah. Daloup get mine, Daloop. Um, yeah, so this is a um, RPG that is well, well will be good for Stranger Things fans yeah. well, fans of Earthbound the and Goonies. the Mother Series. The Goonies. <laughs> um yeah, and this was inspired by um, a an artwork book. Did you know that? No, is no it? it
1: Oh and it was a it was a stretch goal with a Kickstarter, wasn't it? Yeah,
2: so it's actually called Tales from the Loop, the original oh, artwork so book. Nice. So if you can track that down, the artwork book, it's really, really cool actually. So it's, it's like photorealistic rather than yes. their other stuff, which is more cartoony. This is brilliant. yeah, it's, it's beautiful the art book, and, wow. be, and so this book is very very good. It's um, if I recall correctly, Nick, you know a bit more about this than I do. Yep. but it's about a research facility in America and or some, Sweden, wherever you want to play it. Yes, and the um, some of the little experiments they're doing and shit escapes, and mm-hmm. the kids find out about it but the adults and the police won't believe them so it's up to them uh, cool. to sort it out yeah they live in the town and I think like it's like a science town everyone that's in the town works in it it's almost like yes. CERN yeah. if you like yes um, yes, yes so um, I mean it's if, one of them if things, fans yeah. of yeah like we said Stranger Things yeah. Steins Gate Earthbound the game teleporting shit like other that. dimensions we we'll absolutely love this and the archetypes that you can play are things like rocker nerds uh, Poindexter, like whatever things like that, I like the so orange and red they've used in it. It's really, it's a really, cool. utterly beautiful book. Yeah, it and really is. Yeah, I am um, looking forward to playing that. I think you guys would would absolutely love it. So I think you'd, you'd enjoy playing something like that, wouldn't you, James?
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh yeah, it'd be wicked, right? You could
2: It'd be so fun because it obviously set it in the eighties. We're all, you know eighties kids. It'd be an absolute. Nostalgic roller coaster if you can start f- throwing some 80s references in there Hell yeah. you got fun the only thing is I, I seem to recall Matt Stark who's a listener of the show Um, I don't know much about the system yet see i I, I thought it was the same system as me and Year zero. zero but I don't think it is because he mentioned something along the lines that um it's player facing which I believe oh, means yeah. that you the DM doesn't roll.
1: That's right, yeah. Now,
2: I, I know, I used to be of the opinion that that's, that's like, don't do that, ah, grognard. But um, the, I've, I've since played Monster of the Week, uh-huh. and in that, the DM doesn't roll, and it can work really well. Okay. It just requires a lot of um, intuition right. and uh, is really, really good if done right. So I think, I think that'll be really good to play. So yeah, especially with anything that's new, something different. So new yeah, and Nick, Ready you call. got something as well, didn't you? Yes, yeah, so <laughs> a Kickstarter came through. Um, <laughs> <it's>,
3: <laughs> Kickstarter.
2: <laughs> oh no, I got a bit of a cough. Sorry. Uh, yes, uh, I've got a Kickstarter delivered. Um, I've only got two left that I'm waiting on now. Um, no, actually three. Sorry, I'd tell a lie. Uh, this is a Call of Cthulhu adventure called Cold War. Uh, Cold Warning. Um, it's from Golden Goblin Press, and it's basically uh, quite a well-renowned um, uh, Call of Cthulhu writer. Um, wrote this in the 90s uh, wrote a manuscript for it and then it got lost so I just read a little thing for it Cold Warning by Scott David Anowoski is a newly discovered lost manuscript originally written in the early 1990s for a never-produced Krypton project entitled Arkham Gothic, uh, American Gothic, with intense rewrites by the original author. And after 25 years of laying forgotten in a file, Cold Warning is presented here for the very first time. So it's an old, it's an old Bam. game that actually got forgotten about. They brought it back, they've um, and they've brought it out, and it looks brilliant. Um, it's such a cool idea to yeah. do that. I, w- I think it'd be cool if more things. Did that definitely, and I believe it has a um, it's, it's sort of a Native American vibe to it. Looks like it, yeah. It's set, it looks like it's set in the snow so for fans of um, what's that game, Until Dawn? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly that. So it looks really, really cool. Um, uh, yeah, it only came this week, so I'm gonna have a little read, but um, I'll put a picture of it on G. Check it out. Sounds good to me. Yeah. All right, so with that, we'll get on to the main subject, nice main subject. talk about the Blackwood. Should we have a quick main.
0: subject. Main.
2: Sorry. For nearly one thousand five hundred years, the Elder King reigned over his kingdom with wisdom, compassion, and justice. Alas, he has disappeared. Fourteen years ago and the Elder Kingdom is in disarray, the nobility grow corrupt and forget their duties to the common folk. Outlaws and pagans prowl at the borders of the kingdom, and in the wildest depths of the Blackwood, the strange and dangerous spirits known as Elves emerge from their hidden realm once more. So we're talking about the Blackwood yes. oh, right.
0: oh yeah <laughs> Motherfucker <laughs>
2: <laughs> so um, this is a fantasy setting for Savage Worlds and it's well. The reason we're talking about it is because the print versions came out recently, yep. and mine came in the post. I'm waiting for mine yet? Yeah. Do you know why uh, mine came in the post? Because I bloody ordered it. Oh right. <laughs> um, well, because Nick um, obviously there was some confusion with yours, wasn't there? Because he, he basically you get sent out codes, yeah. right? And I think you can order different ones. So you could either order like the. Um, you, like oh, the God. hard back or the soft back with a map Maps, or whatever, yeah. and uh, everyone else that I know who who, <laughs> who who kickstarted it was like were like immediately got their code, and Nick was like, "Where the fuck is mine?" <laughs>
1: he was like, "Check your emails, mate." I was like,
2: "Oh yeah, shit." So <laughs> like, go and check my email for my code. But yeah, so um, yeah, this is a fantasy setting, and the way that Eli Kurtz describes it is Brothers Grimm meets fantasy. Meets Wuxia. So, mm-hmm. for those that don't know Brothers Grimm, this is kind of like uh, dark fairy tales. Yep. And for those that don't know Wuxia, that sort of uh, Wuxia is a Chinese form of storytelling that is originally literature that basically means martial heroes. Mm-hmm. Right now, this is most people will notice from things uh, such as Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, uh, Hero. The one-armed swordsman or in video games, things like uh, Jade Empire, which is a Bioware game, or Bujingai. Um, Now, this doesn't necessarily mean uh, realistic martial arts things, because often these films and stuff, they contain things like um, what is quite badly known as Waiafu. but, you know, like uh, that sort of... um, wire acrobatics and yeah. things like this or in the case of a lot of uh, the literature and stuff like this it will contain things like uh, key powers mm-hmm. and things like that Um and then obviously the Brothers Grimm fairy tales they're often sort of dark really dark shit to yeah. teach kids lessons and yeah. stuff like that so mm-hmm. it's really really cool Um and crossing those things obviously is a great fucking concept mm-hmm. so before we carry on with this uh, review obviously you guys you guys read a bit and but we're gonna go, but we're gonna go through the book and sort of like have a have a look at what's inside in it, bruv. Yeah, boy. Um, and the full disclosure: Eli, who wrote this book, is our friend. Yep. <laughs> but we are going to be completely honest about it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, no bias. Yeah, exactly. Impartiality is key. Exactly, and uh, Eli is our friend, but uh, we will kill him if necessary. <laughs> <laughs> just tell us, guys. Just, tell just, uh, just, just you, you, you give to... you give the order. You pay the money. We'll kill mind? anyone. Yeah. <laughs> sell swords. Uh, disclaimer we will not do that. Um. Yeah, yeah, sorry. So we're sort of a joke. So first of all, guys,
1: what do you think of the cover? I love it. I like the cover. Um I like the uh cool oval shape. I like how sort of simplistic it is. It's uh, it's quite um classy, isn't it? Well, I think the title yeah. does all the talking. The you t- look at uh, that art for the B for Blackwood. You don't yeah, need yeah, much yeah.
2: more, do you? I mean, it's it's cracking. Um, yeah, I think it's, it, I think it's um, quite, uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's pure class. I think mm-hmm. you one of the things is, the first time I saw it, I did think, it doesn't really tell you what's inside, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, actually, it kind of does, in a way, because one one of the things that you, you notice about this, um, uh, the whole setting, is that it's um, quite a, like, a, a classy setting, isn't it? Like, yeah, uh, you've yeah. obviously noticed with, like, the writing, he uh-huh. obviously goes for, like, a... Um, it's a bit more highbrow, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And this cover, it's like, okay, you, first off, you're like, well, you know, it doesn't necessarily invoke the fact that it's it's darker or or the fact that it's got got martial martial arts in there. Mm-hmm. But it does it does invoke the fact that you're you're kind of like, you know, you're in for a bit more of a highbrow product. This isn't for you. It's it's not for the children. No. You know what I mean? It's not. But you know, another way you could invoke that it's not for the kids. Put a big wang on there. So
1: <laughs> that's, maybe that's
2: something missing from the from the cover. What, so, so need more wang. Yeah. Edition.
3: <laughs> yeah. edition
2: two, right? Yeah. Just have a, like just a little one. <laughs> yeah, just a now. little one, just somewhere. <laughs> just like for the art for the dot of the eye. Yeah, like because because this is it's like a it's like a snapshot of the map, right? So just put one on there, like uh, like coming out of a mountain, but respectfully done. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like a really nice, like a classy like wang. Really classy like, wang. Little, wang, like a crown on it. Yeah. <laughs> No veins. <laughs> King Wang. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, the um, the book starts up with a poem called The Ballad of the Way's Margin. And so the, uh, the, the first little few lines, it says, Beyond the village there stands a tall hedge, to keep the blackwood at bay, kept safe from danger, from pagans and elves, if only we follow the way and basically after each quatrain or each four lines it then explains the history bef- behind those four lines and their cultural significance now this is kind of the kind of stuff that i really like in fantasy because um essentially if you have poems and songs and stuff like that like obviously this is like a tradition that's been done ever since like tolkien and 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 lord of the rings and good stuff like uh, the name of the wind and stuff like that they will always have these kind of things in and i feel like it tends to build up a world A lot, and a lot of fantasy RPGs don't do that, and Mm. I don't know why. And I I was just like immediately, I was just like, yeah, Rov. Yeah, oh yeah, I I, I, lapped up the first few pages because I just loved it. Done a good job there. Yeah, I was just like, this is going to be my kind of thing. Paints a good picture. (laughs) Yeah, it's really cool. Turn
0: into gangster. Yeah, I like this Blackwood. Oh, this is blood! Oh my God, this is Blackwood blood! <laughs> got a poem blood. I'm so happy. <laughs> Yeah,
2: blood! Oh my God, blood. So the poem basically details, uh, gives you like a brief history on the world, and essentially in this world, uh, the wilderness is full of really bad shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the worst of all being the elves and the pagans that worship them. So the elves in this game are not typical elves. Like everyone thinks of elves, they think of legolas and dreads, right? Yeah. And oh no 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 no, no. no. these dudes these dudes mean they're way worse and there's there's like a whole ecology of different elves in this game Mm -hmm. and we're going to get into those later and we're going to talk about them later because they are fucking awesome in this game um but uh we'll go we'll go into the history a little bit now (laughs) so basically there was this guy called the elder king right who started raising hedges around his cities to keep the wilderness at bay uh, and training all of his citizens in certain practices um, and the this sort of practice was hereafter referred to as the Elder King's Way mm-hmm. now obviously the king wasn't stupid so he wrote all the way down in some tomes called the five classics of law and reason classic <laughs> mate. Classics. these are five oh, classics, that's a king's man. classic bruv. <laughs> <laughs> now the trouble with the elder king's way is that although it was perfect it wasn't it, like ever reaching so there was a limit to its influence and it could only go so far so the outer reaches of this where the light ended and the darkness started back up became known as the way's margin mm-hmm. and it was up to regular people who displayed amazing courage intelligence or strength to swear upon a badge usually an item of great sentimental value and become travelling adventurers in the name of the king and seek out faults at the way's margin the trouble is of course that that went to shit a bit when the king decided to take all his family and fuck off for no reason yeah (laughs) so yeah um, well done. Cheers, King. Nice one, King, eh? Yeah, it's basically quite clear that the regular folk of the Blackwood aren't exactly clever because, in what became known simply as the Bad Year, <laughs> the King buggered off. <laughs> he. he t- <laughs> oh, um, that was a bad year. So, like, now everything's fucked. Uh, less people are practicing the way. Mm-hmm. The hedges are in disrepair, they're all, like, limp. And now more elves are reclaiming the woods. And nasty shit is getting into the cities. And the rich people are taking a piss. Exactly. And now you can't even go berry picking without getting mugged and jugged by a gang of filthy pagans. For God's <laughs> sake. Damn it <laughs> yeah. Enter the Wildlanders. So when everything started to go to shit, a bunch of black guys from the Borderlands came in to help, offering aid and divine help and whatnot. That's those guys are called the Widelanders. Mm-hmm. Um it then talks about how magic works in the Blackwood, but we'll get into that a little bit later. But basically, that's the backstory in a nutshell, and I know what you're thinking. Get to the kung fu and the and the Wuxia. and and we are going to do that because next we're getting into characters in the Blackwood, but before that, however, there's a really cool introductory choose your own adventure thing called the Elven Cool, mm-hmm. um, and it gives you a really good feel for the setting. And I won't spoil it because it's actually really awesome. Yeah. So basically, um, in this thing, you get like three bennies, and it's just a really cool like go to section 20. Mm-hmm. Oh no, you get eaten by a group. Yeah.
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> it's it's a really really cool it's thing wicked. actually. Yeah. I think more cool. um books should do this because you 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 essentially have this like uh just you just choose your own adventure and it's like gets you a feel for the game straight away, doesn't exactly. it? Exactly. Right. And as as a player because mm-hmm. I feel like most most people um wouldn't like most players wouldn't sit down and read the book beforehand no, no,
1: it's, it's cheating it's a really good <laughs> idea for uh, newbies as well because imagine if you've just bought this and you're really excited to play it and you want to say get other people uh, in, you know into RPGs and that it's a really good way to do it you can just be like right Let's meet up for half hour, see if you're up for this and be like, look, we're gonna do this and we're gonna run through a choose your own adventure thing, and this is the kind of stuff you can expect and the kind of stuff that you're gonna encounter and what's gonna happen. It gives you some of be rules. like, oh, I'll tell you what, that's that's really good or oh, now it's not my cup of tea. Mm. So it's like a, it's definitely a really, really good thing, and I'm really happy that um Eli's put it in here.
2: I think it gives you a flavour for how you're sort of supposed to get into the world yeah. as well. Yeah. Because sometimes you might get a character get into it It's like not into that into the flavour, you know, he's mm-hmm. not digging the vibe. Yep. and I think this this really gives gives uh, um, that that sort of flavour and, and can get any character, any player into especially it, especially if you're an elven fanboy. Yeah, exa- exactly. Exactly. <laughs> if you really love an elf, and then yeah. you get into this, and you're like, you, you as soon as you go into the woods, you're like, oh, sweet, an elf. I'm gonna give him a hug, and you're like, no, <laughs> he died. Uh, right. So this is um, Savage World. So obviously it works really similarly to that, but with a few differences. So I'll just go through the character creation. Mm-hmm. So first off, you pick a culture. Um, The only playable race in Blackwood is humans, so there are just different cultures. They're basically functionally exactly the same as races in, in normal RPGs. They give you a few bonuses and a few differences, that kind of thing. But um, then they are just humans. So they're they're like races in in our world kind of thing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So the first is Elder Folk. They're stout, hardy people. They always stayed truest to the teachings of the Elder King. And they live in mountain valleys, in and near where the Elder King originally lived. Now, I couldn't really discern in the book whether or not this meant they lived in cities or not. I I think think so. Yeah, I think so. I kind of... uh, What I got from the book was that they're the kind of... um uh, what was it? The uh, noble lot. So, That's what I you know thought what I mean, as well. Shows that live in the town. I was trying to figure it out, and I think that was the, the case, Lords wasn't and it? Yeah. Or and or and binded by the picture, you mm. see them sort of wearing robes, standing up, yeah, up straight as Nick is miming now, and holding a book. So, and they're, they, they, they still, they're still well into the king's way. Yes, um, exactly. Um, there are a few that deviated, it did say, but not, yep. not like as many as perhaps the other races. Mm-hmm. And the next is the elf marked. So um, sometimes, yeah. right. <laughs> Sometimes somebody ventures into the woods, right? And they see an elf. Get a little bit. And instead of the elf doing doing like a bad thing to them... Bonds them up. Bonds them up. Uh, has sex with them. Sometimes bonds All right, all right. Sexual intercourse. <laughs> that's what we're getting at. And um, then a normal human baby is born. Hello. However... That elven badness stays in the blood forever. Yeah. And sometimes a descendant will be born with deformities. Oh dear. And what we're talking about is like a tree growing out of head, a goat leg. <laughs> like a bark like skin. Fucking weed growing out their ears. Oh yeah. yeah. Shit like this. Yeah. So that that is what an elf marked is, and that is Fucking awesome! Yeah, I love that. I really, love the cool. Cool. The, 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 uh, the art in the book made me giggle because I think they've almost got like grass mutton chops. Yeah, there's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a guy with trees coming out of his ears. <laughs> yeah. it's really cool. cool. Um, the next up is Riverfolk. They've got blonde or red hair, live near rivers, and are really sexy. <laughs> uh oh, um, <laughs> and they
0: don't shut up. Yeah. these guys yes they don't
2: yeah. shut up because they're the guys so basically they're always so all the traders that come in down the river and that they will always bump into the river guys and they love a chat I like it because it re- really reminds me of country folk yeah. It, yeah, from yeah. this country all right yeah, yeah, then they're, they're I like, right, I ain't seen a black bloke before if, if you're coming from a village and you're, you're anyone that's an outsider yeah. if you're uh, maybe a, a person of colour maybe you've got a, a different haircut that they've never seen if you're wearing jeans yeah. whatever it could be anything they'll, be, they'll just be like, oh, are your teeth are straight? Got a beard, have you? <laughs> <laughs> Ain't you seen one of them before? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they'll just they'll just chat to you incessantly, yeah, and that's yeah. what the river folk. I like these guys. Yeah. Um. The artwork shows the riverman taking his top off yeah. and holding a sword, presumably for like some sort of naked fight. <laughs> Naked fire. No, no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, in the text, it says they like to wear loose clothing because they're always up for an they impromptu not, swim. They like to slip it off and go for a swim. Yeah. yeah, but it didn't say anything about doing it with a glowing sword, so I don't know why he's taking his clothes off with a sword.
1: Mm. Mm. Maybe it's... no No, never mind maybe he's
2: going sword fishing (laughs) (laughs) that sounds even worse (laughs) yeah I don't know Um, mm. Uh, lastly you've got the Widelanders and these are the dark skinned people that came to the aid of everyone else when the king buggered off we've mentioned those before Um, they are foreign so they start the game with a penalty to all local knowledge checks these dudes, uh, so
1: these dudes practice the, the unifying religion,
2: yes. So they're really pious and they basically uh love to uh preach and worship one god. They believe one
0: they they so they they worship the one god that kind of ruled all the other gods,
2: yes, it, it, yeah, basically. And um, yeah, they, they they seem pretty cool because they can get magic from that god as well, Absolutely, um, yeah. which we're going to get into in a bit. So, and there's one left, uh, is there Woodkin? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry I put lastly but yeah the last one is the woodkin uh, they're woodland folk and mm-hmm. they live in isolated villages or towns and they have names like Bernst or Bontrum or Flimptrunt <laughs> <laughs> That's that was my notes because I just thought that was funny. Yeah, but they they are like um they're like sort of like Hardy lumberjack type. Of exactly, old, they? they're yeah. quite pale because they spend most of their time under the uh the canopy of the you know the forests and stuff. Um, they're very very uh, good with their hands, like exactly lumberjacks. Um, uh, and they're the well they're the the main forest dudes. Yeah, I the, the, I think the races are um really really decent. Yeah, although there is one sort of in my opinion. Glaring omission mm-hmm. that I'd like to talk about later. Okay, um, and I think we we've is something we've all noticed. Yeah, but we'll talk about it a bit later. Um, once you've picked a race, uh, you determine your starting language, uh, starting languages, and then your calling. So this is sort of why you've been chosen to answer the call of errantry. So mm-hmm. why you've been picked to um, adventure and go to the ways margin and sort out all the bad shit. So, um, basically, at this point, you just have to create the rest of your character. That's basically what that means. Yeah. Um, however, in the book, it gives you a ton of pre-made calling. So, um, essentially, pre-made characters, if you're in a hurry. Uh, things like clever storyteller, diligent guard, village herbalist, a.k.a. bonglord. <laughs> I'm the bonglord. I'm the bong lord. I'm the village
3: herbalist. <laughs> 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 Oh my
2: God, so one of the things that struck me as a little bit odd is it gives you a bunch of archetypes and these are supposed to be the reason that you were called to errantry to go and stop the uh badness the badness right <laughs> yeah <laughs> now the the examples i gave uh, f- uh straight from the book you know clever um storyteller village herbalist that they make sense right because you can make potions you know um weaving the stories that's going to be important to tell people when you get back yeah right mm. makes sense but then you've got things like um, impetuous child, <laughs> uh. pagan witch. I thought the pagans were, were evil, especially a, a witch. I mean, okay, if you're a pagan witch that turned to the good side, fair enough. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't. I mean, maybe some explanation there would have, would have been handy. But like uh, brazen pagan, So <laughs> he just, don't care. Yeah, he's he just like he don't give a damn. <laughs> yeah, why would he be called for badness? Yeah, but uh, no, I mean, why would he be? Why, okay, so like, the that's caller what I mean, he might be a chaotic character that's out to call shit. Yeah, but why would then he be called to 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 errant? Uh, yeah, yeah do you know what I mean. mean? Yeah, uh, that, I feel like okay, if if you were a clever um, role player and you you had your your reasons, maybe he's maybe he's um, put up a front and a guys. Yeah, he's pretending to be a good guy, but really he's 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 actually planting evil. Exactly. But it doesn't, uh, it ma- yeah, maybe uh, maybe that should have, uh, maybe a little explanation or something like that mm-hmm. would have gone a long way here. But it's just like, so you've been, uh, the way it's presented in the book is like, now pick your calling. You brazen. are a brazen pagan. You have been selected. <laughs> <laughs> it was around like licking antichrist signs. And stuff yeah, like. and he's just like, <laughs> he, he's just He's <laughs> like, just a metal, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. He's got long black hair. <laughs> Time to save the uh, fuck all. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Wicked. Um, right. So during character creation, obviously you can pick new edges and hindrances specific to the Blackwood. For example, uh, new hindrances include bumpkin. Yeah. This character is considered crude and unsophisticated by urban standards. That's all of us. Yep. And yeah, exactly. Uh, n- next up, Human standards though. <laughs> just by any standards. Yeah. Um, also enchanted. You goofed around with an elf and or a witch. And now you turn into an animal yeah. uncontrollably at inopportune moments. Oh, as soon Nick, as I saw that, I was like, Nick. that's me. Yeah, that's me. I'll that that yeah, all day long. <laughs> I'd love it if you just turned into a fish or, or whatever. <whank>. Oh, oh, dear. <whank>. <laughs> <laughs> just a fish flapping around. Uh, that, yeah. Village idiot. That one's self-explanatory. Yes. Nice. New edges include distracting technique. So you get a plus two to smarts tricks and your opponent gets a uh, minus three to parry instead of minus two. Mm-hmm. So basically, you're very good at distracting during yes. combat. Which is fucking cool, and yep. actually, if you're playing um, a character that's not necessarily that good at fighting, that might be a good one. If mm-hmm. you're, for ha- uh, if you're, example, the clever storyteller. That would be a good one to have, yeah. Because maybe you're just a uh, you, you, during combat, you can be good at making noises or chucking dirt into people. While ice. your mates come in on the uh, on the ambush or something, yeah. Yep. Yeah. There's also celebrant, uh, where you belong to a religion and you get a plus two to charisma bonuses when dealing with other zealots. Mm-hmm. I, I mean followers, mm-hmm. and so that means like when you get to towns, you can sort of get onto your soapbox and yep. you start start preaching. Um, there's really good professional edges such as storyteller, where under certain circumstances, um, which are too long to explain uh, you can add details to the game world uh, uh, with the GM's permission it that's does right. specifically yeah. say you've got to sit down and have a chat about that yeah because otherwise <laughs> it can <laughs> get out of hand Yeah, that's pretty awesome it's that, really that, good I
1: quite like that so the player can basically they just feel like oh can this happen is that cool yeah so
2: out of game you sit with your GM and you kind of work out what kind of influence you want to have on this world in whatever you're kind of doing yeah, you, have to you work it out man. I don't think you can take the piss because no. I mean it would be really cool if you could just roll and be like I think that the exact ingredient we need was once um, cultivated by a famous farmer exactly over this ridge, and and like <laughs> we <it's> win, <laughs> kind of like that, but maybe a little bit less shit. Yeah, and um, yeah, you have to okay it with the GM so it makes sense. I, tell you
1: what, I quite like that because again, like bringing it back to if you were new to it, if someone you could suggest when they're doing a character creation. Okay, how about take this? And at certain moments, gives right, them a bit of investment. You you can then tell me maybe we can discuss how we want things to go for this section and then it just means that that person who's completely new to it may enjoy it more because they've actually contributed to the story that mm. they're playing rather than playing out a story that's been created by just the gm exactly
2: i mean yeah. not only to the story but to the world as well mm-hmm. i think yeah. i think it's spectacular yeah, it's that, really cool. that is really cool that's a um, bit, smart one. bit different bit yep. different i mean Very, some people yeah. some people might not like that but i i, I think I it's kind of cool yeah. uh, if you for, use it wisely mm. for this setting I think it works Uh I think it really works Um, there's combat edges of course too and racial edges Um, the best one being tree friend (laughs) Um, plants flex flex and bend to aid this character's just, passage.
1: Sorry, the word flex, I just imagined. Yeah, it's same like thing. sunflower <laughs> that just had yeah. like beefy bicep going, mother as mother you mother. walk past, they like, pointing in the direction yeah. with all their muscly hats. <laughs> yes, <there> meat. Meat.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Uh, it's the exact same thing I imagine too, and I think it all shows that we're extremely immature. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it, yeah, all the plants are like, <laughs>
3: Macho Man Big feet Sunflower,
2: yeah. What it means, basically, is that um, for difficult terrain, when you're in really thick woodland, mm-hmm. um, you don't suffer any penalties. So you can just walk through and everything just sort of goes... Oh, Moses of the green. Really, again, really cool. Again,
1: that's right up next street.
2: Yep. Yep. Yeah, man. Um, there's a weird edge called Leaf Step. So when you use the run action, you gain Wall Walker. But the sort of situation this is meant to be used in... Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Right. So yes. that, that's, that's what we're talking about oh, here. Yeah. So don't you know when be, they're, fighting, they're fighting on the very thin branches <laughs> yeah. and yeah. they're standing on it? That's that's a leaf step. Wicked. Next, uh, let's talk about the magical backgrounds in this setting. So there's a number of ways you can gain <laughs> magic in the Blackwood. First of all, you can gain spells by ancestor worship. Yep. Um, this is where you call on the dead to grant you powers and you need to come in contact with a new spirit to get new powers. So every nice. time you want a new spell you have to come in contact with
1: a new spirit. Oh, and cool. And I think, if I recall... So that recall... means you have to do the prayer and, and meet someone rather than just be like, oh, this guy again.
2: Exactly. And if I recall correctly, it's like sort of there's these standing stones that you find out in the forest, to which are sort of uh, memorials to... Uh, like long dead ancestors awesome. and things yeah. like this, and if you mm-hmm. find them, you can sort of contact them. Yeah, I really like the whole ancestry thing. It's like you've got to keep a bond with your ancestors of this village, and they can even make you like the crops grow better. And I think it's, it's quite good as
1: well because it yeah, it, I'd say it kind of puts um, more of a reason. Uh, it, it makes the player whoever's playing that because they have to do this to play more true to the character and think more about the actual role playing aspect of it yeah. rather than mm. you know when people try and break the game and all that they'll just be like no I'm
2: and I'm, we've spoken about uh, this in DCC as well you don't just get magic spells no. for no, no fucking reason oh I've leveled up I get a new spell out of nowhere no, work you, for it yeah you have to work for it and that, that makes sense I, I like that mm-hmm. yeah, um, the next is Elven pact where you bind yourself to an elf that bad in exchange for power and protection for each new power you have to make a new pact with a new elf and carry a new totem oh my god that's so wow. if you have five spells you've got a bag of totems on your mate and you've got a lot of elves going hey cutie, i need i need you to repay it you now <laughs> again
1: that's quite good so doesn't that say that the, car- the totem has to be with you so you could make a pact yeah. that's like say 400 but then you can, <laughs> yeah. you can only carry obviously if you do long enough campaign to get to that level but then you can only carry what say i don't know 10 10 maximum so but then you have to have them all in your in your backpack and all that you so would get, you far, get yeah I mean
2: you, the, the more pacts you have the more of a fucked bloke you are yeah, I mean and mess you up yeah, and yeah. The, 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 or, or if you if they've called in all those favours mm-hmm. you could have you, I don't know what the pact could be I mean it depends on the GM but uh-huh. the, your your life could be completely turned upside down or your body could, exactly, depending on what yeah, it is Yeah, um, then of course you've got uh, herbalism mm-hmm. where you can make potions balms and powders that's pretty self explanatory but the uh, rules for brewing the potions are in here too which are cool and can end up getting you injured for 24 hours if Ooh, you fuck them. it up And That's there's, really good as we've mentioned before there's unified faith where you get your powers from Oraniel Irony. and carry a holy symbol usually a bell or a pendant uh, they all begin with an extra spell called Oraniel's Light slash Osundo's Slumber and it's basically functionally the same as the light slash obscure spell from the Savage Worlds Core Rules. Cool. Um, the last one is Clockwork, which is basically weird science. Yes. Yeah. So essentially, um, it's not really magic, but you can use inventions to do the same shit as magic, Got you. kind of thing. Um, supposedly, the Elder Kingdom has a wealth of advanced technology, and that was something that the Elder King included in the Five Classics books, right? So he essentially wrote in there, here's how to invent a toaster. I'm off for 14 years. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. Okay, so um, next up we'll talk about the gear. The Mm -hmm. gear is actually full of really cool new shit. Mm -hmm. So here's a few examples. First off, you've got the antler knife. Nice. It's a pagan weapon, and it's sometimes made from actual antlers, but is... Uh, more often than not, two overlapping blades. Cool. You've got dream bark tea, which <laughs> makes you hallucinate. Drink this, and you'll be more susceptible to persuasion. Oh, nice. cool. So, I mean, maybe a lot of people in the black would know what it tastes like and smells like, but slip it into some regular tea, half dream bark, half regular, and then mm. you go, Are you sure you didn't want to give me that discount on the Ant Life? Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You know what? Thinking about it,
2: this is some delicious tea, and yes, I did want to give you that sold uh you've got lacquered leaf armor it's scale mail made from leaves that have been lacquered so it's light and provides protection Uh, okay so now we're onto the section about the fighting styles in -hmm. blackwood the the, we're onto the wooshah the martial arts yes hell yeah how many
1: fighting styles are there
2: nine and each one basically embodies a different philosophy um so you've got formlessness of a river resilience of wood and the mysticism of the Celestial Sphere. Mm. Um, So when you fight against a philosophy that rivals yours, you Uh get a plus one on attacks against your opponent. So there's three, so it's kind of like a rock, paper, scissors thing. Mm -hmm. So the way it works is at a novice rank, so when you've made a brand new baby character, (laughs) you can pick the aspiring student edge and join a fighting school and pick an aspiring technique from one of the common fighting schools. Uh So what this means is, there are common schools and hidden schools. So basically, because you're a babby, you can only pick a common one. Yeah, and you can you can pick from a newbie school. So for example, uh, the common school Falcon School will allow you to join if you're both good at shooting and smart enough and an aspiring student. So you have the aspiring student edge.
3: They're the and range when, attack
2: dudes, did not they? Exactly. So, and when you do, you'll be given the technique Fleeting Worry, Hidden Calm, which gives you flight. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Fleeting um, Worry, Hidden Calm. Yeah, and this gives you flight as long as you end your movement on on solid ground. So that's um uh, essentially like the... Again, we'll go back to the Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon example, mm-hmm. you know, where, where they seem to have somewhat flight, but it's mainly just for short amounts of time. Yeah. Alternatively, you might choose the um, Josu Doe school, and as an aspiring student, that will give you a plus one to gang up bonuses, because this school believes in teamwork. Ah. Now, let's say you want to join a hidden school, so these are the more more secretive ones.
1: Oh yeah, there's two in there. Uh,
2: I think there might be three. Dragon, there's the dragon one, the, the f- gourd gold one, and then there's a fire one. Yes, uh, the way the fire cat, I think it's called. That's it, yeah. Um... Yeah, so, so these are uh, first of all, you need to get your character to seasoned, Whoa. then pick the worthy student edge on top of the aspiring student edge you already have. I like right? the fact that okay. they stack. Yes. Yeah, that's cool. Then, assuming you have the right stats for the hidden school, you can join. So, for example, the way of the fire cat, you need a spirit of D8, strength of D8, and improved frenzy. As well as worthy student in another school. Wow! Nice. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot for, of prerequisites. Exactly. Yeah, uh, but, but it's good. But In for, a good way. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Before this, you get the hidden ember attack, Sick. which means you roll your spirit die for bonus attack, uh, for a bonus attack on a raise. Nice. And then if you become a master, which you can do once you become heroic rank, wow. you can then unlock the master skill in your hidden school. For example, Way of the Fire Cat once again has the Burning Spirit stance and it means you can make a free attack against anyone who moves adjacent to, to you um, in combat. Wicked. If you combine that with the martial artist or improved martial artist edge, you're adding the D4 or D6 to your unarmed strikes, and you're going to be a deadly fuck. So <laughs> yeah. every time you get a raise, you're adding your spirit die, which is going to be at least a D8. Then you're adding a D6 or a D4 on top of that Jeez. every time somebody comes near you. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, you're just yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. So you have to work hard to get to that point, but it pays oh, yeah. off, man. It but if you, do, but yeah. if you do, it's, it's it's like really rewarding. Yeah, definitely. Um... It has to be said one of my favorite hidden school names is the Way of the gourd yeah. which basically means way of the pumpkin. <laughs> so James that's one for you mate.
0: Hey.
2: Uh, the gourd school's cool if I remember rightly they um they're, 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 fr- uh, they're frowned upon by the other schools, aren't they, because of their tactics? Yeah, they think that they're like um, layabouts <laughs> yeah. because they're um, like the drunken boxing school. <laughs> it, oh, yeah, yeah, but I, yeah,
1: actually, I would love that. And there's
2: like a belly. I t- oh, can't drunken remember. Drunken boxing now. It's, style. It's, like, it's yeah. really cool, yeah. What it is, is they look so stupid that it makes the person they're fighting doubt self and then they get yeah. all these attacks on them because they yeah. don't know where they're coming from.
3: <laughs> it's
2: yeah, it's, it's really, really cool. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, then there was a little quote that I saw in the book that I wanted to read out. So it says, In the Blackwood. It- it's not uncommon to see classicists which are the people that study the the five classics, yep. fighting with their books, cooks wielding ladles, barmaids knocking people out with tankards and so on. Characters ignore the normal attack and parry penalties when wielding an improvised weapon associated with their trade or background. Wicked. Oh. Cool setting rule. like yeah, that. It, that is a cool setting rule. Next up is the Gazetteer and GM section. It's basically a detailed look at the whole world. Mm-hmm. And now, I read through most of this and suffice to say it's really decent, but I think now is a good time to talk about the L and why they're not what we're used to. Um, So here is a quote from Eli himself that he sent me on Hangouts yesterday. He said, Elves are inspired by fairies from Grimm's tales rather than Legolas or Drizzt. I drew upon the fair folk tropes for elves in the Blackwood. Rumpelstiltskin, Der Elkönig, Oberon and Titania, that sort of thing. Elves aren't mystical so much as they're weird and dangerous. Mm. I drew a little bit from the early fantasy writings of Lord Dunsany too since he had a knack for writing some pretty weird stuff. So that's the quote but essentially there's loads of different types so I'll go through a couple. There's changelings which can change shape. There's imps which are little child-sized monstrosities that can mm-hmm. disorient people with high-pitched noises. <laughs> so just be basically like <laughs> I think they swarm as well <laughs> don't
3: they? I
2: think they come in a swarm I So enjoy that noise. noise. Yeah. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, they do come in swarms. And um, you've also got hollow backs. Yeah. Um, they look human, except they have sharper features upon closer inspection. So the thing is, you wouldn't even know, really, that you're talking to an elf yep. until you really have a good look at yeah. them. Yeah. And by then it might even to be too late. Mm-hmm. But on closer inspection, um, they have a giant hole in their back uh, and yeah. have
1: hollow wooden bodies. Yeah. Uh, that kind of creeps me out. I don't yeah, know, it's like yeah, it's makes horrible. Makes me horrible, feel isn't? really not, like,
2: uh, uneasy. Um, and they look very attractive and try to entice people into romantic relationships. Dude, so yeah, this yeah, is how. Off. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whoa. It's just another hole, isn't it? (laughs) But um, this is how uh, you often end up with um, elf marks. Mm -hmm. Bad times. Bad times. We've got sapling elves. Oh, yeah. So you've you've also got sapling elves who can, once in their lifetime, give one target an elf mark. So if the target fails on a spirit roll minus three, they essentially become the elf marked race permanently. Oh, my goodness. End of story. Yeah. The best of all is the Nightmare Elf. It sounds the best. It doesn't. Which appears to be inspired by more fantastic theories involving sleep paralysis. Ooh. So it sits on your chest during that... Period between sleep and waking, and summons a bunch of stony demons to help it. Oh, like a succubus. What it's essentially trying to do is um, send its target into some kind of nightmare realm, and it needs a few rounds to do this um, because it, it has to grapple you, then Ooh. use its nightmare eyes ability on you, um, uh, like uh, to send you into that realm. Yep. And it sits on your chest, like when you you're between that period of, oh, of sleep and waking, mm-hmm. right? And uh, so the stony demons are there to sort of like fend hold the others down. off. Oh, and, and hold you down. While, he, while it does that. That's creepy. Yeah, it's that fucking creepy. Horrible. yeah, that's a bit grim. So basically, as you can see, elves are not the usual thing no. here. There are loads more mm-hmm. and they're all fucking wicked, but they're, they're just not the usual thing. Um. Anyway, enough about elves. In the GM guide, there's a gazetteer containing specifics about all the locations and it's really good. I mean... It's so in-depth. It really is. It's, it's yeah. like stupid depth. Yeah. I, I won't go into the details because, I mean, we, we're sort of trying to sell people on the setting and i think we've we've done that quite a lot here okay.
1: Um <laughs> yeah i'm sure we have yeah. yeah it's like the oh, setting's yeah,
2: amazing yeah. and then you get all these extra material yeah it's, it's great it really is um yeah there's and also there's a shitload of adventures in here mm-hmm. i think there's about 10 isn't yeah. there yeah yeah you've got like plot point count, uh plot points you've got all sorts yeah so there's there's um, there's, a, there's a mixture of plot points and savage tales isn't yeah savage and, tales um, in there too. Yep. Uh, the, the, the Savage Tales are basically side stories or, or like smaller stories within the world and then there's uh, plot points which are like sort of like main for a big yeah so yeah to fill in the gate. so you've got an overarching kind of big story of lots of points then you can just kind of fill in with Savage Tales extra bits everywhere and it'd be like Launch this. Um, launch this small quest if you're in these locations because they work really well. Or don't do it before you meet this guy because then the story works out. It's really, really easy. It does all the work for you. and You can just literally pick a bit, cherry pick a, uh, a bit out if your um, guys decide to go somewhere and it's all geared up ready to go. That's pretty it's really good. cool. Yeah. Exactly. Sure, so like some of the um, some of the like uh, adventures will literally say. Uh, run this plot point. Run this plot point. Yep. If you want, insert a savage tale here. Yeah, and it's really, really well done. Very, I mean, really it's well it's done. quite a common thing among Savage Worlds, but for those that don't know that, that's how it's run in this yeah. book. Yeah. And I I personally really like GM it. Friendly. I've seen I've seen other books that uh-huh. do it really badly. Okay, and this is not one of them. No, because I've seen, um, for example, Wonderland No More. Uh uh-huh. um, amazing book yep. but there's literally a point where it will just give you like half an adventure then go now do six savage tales and it's just like it's pretty bad yeah, whereas okay. this one gives you like a couple of suggested savage yeah. tales that really fit and will work really well yeah, yeah and I, I like that but yeah. the the main the main one like a big big adventure is called the way of the elder king and it consists of nine plot points and concerns the elder king himself and the struggle between the civilized and the elves mm-hmm. and it looks fucking amazing mm-hmm. and having Read some of it. I, I really don't want to spoil it, but it gets very high stakes very quickly, and it can. St- it obviously concerns the main plot, Um and it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Pretty much, other than that, there's a bestiary that's decent. I would probably call it serviceable, but the main thing is the abundance of elves. Obviously, that's what you really want. That's yep. what you're here for, yep. and, and it's it's got that. Um, but we've already been into that. And the only thing left to speak about, of course, is the presentation. You guys have had a look at the book. Mm-hmm.
1: I tell you what, I, I quite enjoy it. Like I said, the cover in that is, is very elegant. Um, I haven't had a chance yet to read through it, but it's it's... It looks like it's presented really well, definitely.
0: What
2: I really liked about the, one of my favourite parts of the book is that you've got like the double spread of the world map and then after mm. that you've got literally it will then kind of like snapshot into each area and give you a nice rundown of every single area on that map and it really fleshes the world out. Well, he—I think he's in a very lucky position because you know he's an artist too. Ah, oh, okay. well, he's a specifically a uh, cartographer, so he ah. drew the maps himself. Of course, yeah. So I've seen some of his maps before, actually. Yeah, the original really cool art- statue once, it was like a like a map inside a statue. Well, he right. drew the map really for cool. Saga of the Goblin Horde.
1: Ah, okay. Excellent. So, um, oh, yeah, sweet,
2: he's. Yeah, he's a very, very, uh, very good um, uh, map drawer or, or cartographer. He's the real
1: deal, isn't it? I reckon. No, the layout is 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 really impeccable. It's, it's awesome. one I, of the best that I've seen. I need to comment on the on the hard on the hard right? Because Harris has got the hard cover here. I enjoy the amount of lip between hardcover <laughs> and the pages. I don't know why. It's that like good lippage? There's slightly yeah. more. Yeah, In your average hardcover But I think it's really satisfying. Yeah, I don't
2: part. know why that is. I think that's a drive-through RPG thing. But it's it's really good. I like yeah. the I, I like the I like the um, I like that it's part black and white, part color. I think it works
1: really well. Blackwood.
2: The only thing is, is that I will say I don't know. Uh, I I got the standard heavyweight instead of premium heavyweight. Okay, and oh, it's, it's not as sharp and um, I, I seem to, to I don't know some people have, have, have mentioned that to me before about the print yeah yeah, yeah. Um, you can see it can't you yeah so basically they what, do you, what do you reckon because I'll, I'll show you another one because this is basically Drive-Thru RPG have this sort of standard printing service yeah. now this is nothing to do with this book I mean this is just a little PSA in, in between here so this is this is premium heavyweight I'm handing you uh, Win Eternal uh, for Savage Worlds that's uh, premium heavyweight now look but... at that. now look at the standard heavyweight it's like um, grainy. They've used a better. Yeah. have used a better printer. Yeah, basically. Yeah. But it, no, I, I mean, it's it's not that. It's I think it's the quality of the paper makes it. Oh, go. sorry. Yeah, this is
1: glossy. That's why. It's and then, and then the other
2: one, the other one, I think makes it. Uh, if you're printing on standard heavyweight, it makes it less defined. That's it. So yeah, it's the paper but that it, the print. The thing is, on, the, so. I think that the quality is not that noticeably bad. But no, I think it
1: works well as well in this to be honest, because it's like all the Because it's an old setting. Yeah. So and it's it's so infinitesimal that
2: it's not it's not um I don't give a shit. But my point is is that be warned. I think that this is a very, very nice book and I think it deserves premium heavyweight. I think you're absolutely right. I, but man. I wanted a hardcover so I went for that instead. I was going to say because I had limited money. Yeah, no. But um, I think presentation-wise, this book is one of the nicest ones I've seen in a very very, very long time. It looks looks easy to read, considering so many people buy PDFs these days as well. I think that you you know the artwork is great and it will look fantastic on a PDF or you know what I mean. So I think uh, I agreed, and I but I also think this is one that deserves to be bought uh, hardback. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Even though I think that. Elon makes less money from that, really? w- I don't know. I don't know how it works. You probably make less money from a print copy. Yeah, but, true. But, uh, but buy uh, it, own it. It's amazing. Own yeah, a physical copy. It's that good because it's so good. Yeah, that's why I had to had to buy the physical copy, yeah. even though I was a bit broke. Um, oh, man.
0: See ya. As in am Alan Rickman tabletop
2: we we all think that it's the sort of setting we would like to play that's definitely. a given. I mean,
1: mm-hmm. like I said this is my this this whole thing that Harrison uh, basically did the whole review Nick read a good chunk of it as well uh, but I haven't managed to read through it but following all of this and everything I learned from it totally it definitely seems like something I really enjoy playing because I love I love fantasy I've always been a really high um, fantasy lover because, like, Pathfinder being my original favoured uh, setting and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely up my street and I love the the element of Chaos and Tiger uh, and Dragon.
2: And we love anything that, that, that breaks uh, breaks that mould. Yeah, oh, yeah, completely. We grew up watching uh, Wuxia movies and, um, yeah, we watched a lot of Kung Fu movies as well. I know they're two different genres but I think that um, considering that, you know, as I said before, that Wuxia means martial heroes, I think that sometimes the, the genres can bleed into each other a little bit. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, it, it, to me, to me, like having martial arts in, in that and fantasy, it's like my two favorite things in one. Yeah, and this sort of brings us on to like why sort of why we love it. But also the criticisms as well, because we we totally, as we said, it's something that we wanted to we wanted to run, and we absolutely love it because we we love fantasy and we've seen it done in every which way, but yeah. not yeah. this. No. and that's why I fucking love it because you you this comes out the gate and you're like holy shit, this feels so different. Uh-huh. I think it takes all that inspiration from from the the grim fairy tales, those dark fairy tales, and it creates something that's truly unique. When you're reading this, you're like. I can't believe he's managed to flip it on its head so much that I he's done something that I don't expect. Mm-hmm. But it was advertised as Brothers Grimm meets fantasy meets Wuxia. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, for something that is so all about the Wuxia, all about the martial arts, mm-hmm. I don't feel as if it has as much Eastern influence as I, I thought it, it was yeah. going to have. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the the, the fighting schools are cool and stuff, but I, I thought there might be more... Um, fighting dynamics in connected to that yeah like a little bit more crunch yeah a little bit more crunch i like the i like the fact that if you're well disciplined in your school you get bonuses and things like that but um at the same time i don't know a little bit more crunch on the martial arts side for me yeah okay. like cuz you do it. have to work to get to that master yeah. skill yeah. but ultimately do you reckon that
1: would be worth it well, the thing is, right, throughout this whole review of it, I've heard tons and tons of stuff to do with, like, the Brothers Grimm side of it with the Ls and, like, all the gross um, kind of, uh, uh, what are they called, mutations you can yeah. get and all that nasty stuff, which I think is awesome. But I haven't heard enough about the Wuxia stuff. I mean, there are definitely, they're there, but then they're a lot harder to grasp. I don't know if it's kind of on purpose that, you know, in order to get to that level, like, I suppose in sort of true... Wuxia ways it's only really the masters and all that that can do that level of fighting so I don't know if that's the reason no
2: Mm. I think what it is is that he focused on um, uh, that kind of stuff it's probably more prominent within the within the tropes of the storytelling um, as opposed to um, actual physical things being included in there and so it's a bit less obvious if you don't know what you're talking about and the annoying thing is, is I feel that I do and I still feel like it wasn't it wasn't that prevalent. Okay. And yeah. so, um, for a book that has massive Eastern influences, I would have liked to have seen, as I said, an Eastern race in there. Yeah. You've got a black one. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh maybe maybe a more Eastern inspired one would have been cool. Yeah. See, I know that the Widelanders came to help, but maybe as part of the story. The Wildlanders saw it getting fucked up, so maybe n- another race of Easterners. Uh, yeah. but that maybe those were the ones that came in and taught them kung fu. I think yeah, that, that, that that would have all, been that yeah. would have been nice. Um, oh, sorry, kung fu martial arts. <laughs> so, so I think that. Um, that would have been uh, like a really, really nice, um, nice addition. And additionally, I would have liked to have seen some Eastern inspired monsters because yeah. this this draws on folklore a lot, a yeah. lot. Like, but uh, specifically um, like European, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like if if you had. Um some eastern folklore because that is fucking creepy yeah, yeah I imagine yeah. that he probably did with some of the elves right uh-huh. but maybe more with just the basic monsters too because mm-hmm. some of the eastern folklore monsters are fucking horrible yeah a little but bit more East. that could be expanded on maybe with an expansion and I think we're being picky because you know to give a fair review you've got to yeah. get positive and a little bit of negative and, and also, there's so little negative in there and also the like,
1: time, like Harrison said you know we grew up watching like Wusha films and that so and So, so as, we're as big really fans, aware of it. as big fans, then did it push your guys' buttons? Because I'm not so much of a fan of that kind of stuff. I've watched a few films over the time, but but wasn't um, you know that. Well, much just say so like I just mentioned earlier from from this review, I just have noticed, like as said, it's not as pre- prevalent as perhaps I would have felt like I would have enjoyed a little bit more. Cool.
2: Yeah, and and it was like that that to me was one of the biggest draws to it, and when when it was like because to me what I wanted to play when I got this was not a white guy doing uh-huh. doing martial arts uh-huh. do you understand me yeah and like mm. that to me um, doesn't necessarily feel whitewashy because it's a fantasy setting sure if it was set in Asia and you were playing a white guy <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, maybe, yeah. Then, maybe then it would have been offensive <laughs> but like this is a fantasy setting so it's fine do it light, but yeah. my point is is that I kind of wanted to play an Asian dude got and I kind of yeah that's just it and I kind of wanted to be fighting maybe some Asian inspired monsters Mm -hmm. giant enemy crab but my point is is that (laughs) like it it was just yeah like little things like that yeah um, yeah, it irked me a little bit but then that doesn't take away from the fact that what you do have it's like instead of focusing on what it isn't it's kind of dumb I mean it's the same reason that like uh, a lot of people got really butthurt that Oblivion wasn't Morrowind when it came out and it's like but Oblivion's fucking fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, it, it, it's stupid. It's, uh-huh. it's kind of dumb because Blackwood is incredible. And oh, it is. W- when we were reading it, we were just like, this is not your typical fantasy and it's fucking great. I just love yeah,
1: that. The, the, the first five pages really draw you in. I love the amount of extra content in there. And like uh, Harrison said, how you've twisted so many things. And it is, yeah, it is it is cracking. So. Uh-huh. Yeah, so we don't, we just, we don't really want to, like
2: focus on on what we what we felt was missing yeah it's just a little criticism and by no
1: means is it is it bad because the book is just wicked I'd still buy the book even if you guys told me that no, I'd just, still buy the book well you have bought the book well yeah exactly <laughs> before we had re- reviewed it but um no it's 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 very, oh, yes, very still, good yeah. I really enjoyed I sat down and
2: read a good chunk of it yesterday and um I couldn't put it down I really enjoyed it really really enjoyed it well same here yeah I read I read most of it the only thing um, yeah I didn't probably read through was the uh, was the plot point campaign mm-hmm. I read like the start of it um, because obviously I'm not going to run it just yet but yeah. I, I, I intend to run it very soon yeah, awesome. yeah I absolutely loved it but I recommend everyone go and buy uh, the Blackwood because uh, it's it's brilliant, and
1: yeah, I we all uh, recommend it.
2: Definitely. Yes, exactly. Um, so let's give it our usual because we do this every time. Let's give it uh, our usual uh, star rating because uh-huh. we always do this. Always. out <laughs> of six thousand. So uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna give it uh, five thousand seven hundred and eighty-one. James. Yeah, I'll, I'm. You know, some stars. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna
1: hand them. Hand him some stars.
2: All right, and Nick, how about you, mate? How many thumbs up out of six million? Okay, I'm going to give it uh, I'm going to give it 5 five hundred seventy five thousand million thumbs. <laughs> okay, you're gone a little <laughs> bit over, but that's over. good. That's that always right? a good thing. Cool. So, um, yeah. But where can you get it from? You can get it from Through RPG now, and that is a print on demand service. Um, alternatively, you can get it from go to the woods, find an elf, <laughs> go to yes, yeah, make a bond with him, and he will give you a book. But you will owe him something, something Ooh. very bad. Um, but next up, we got a little treat for you because we've got Songfight Mini.
1: Oh, it's back. <sighs> Songfight. Alright. Oh, S- what? S- Wait, disclaimer. I didn't realise this was going to be a song fight. <laughs> I've duped him. I've <laughs> and, duped him. And um, also, I no I, excuses. No, I was working from home, so I was doing this like mid, mid working. So I probably spent yeah. So was I. It's no excuses. No, but you always <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I did it in right. like ten minutes. All right. Shut I wasn't proud. So but... did I, dickhead. All right, mate. All right,
2: all right look. So I used to be. the reason this is song fight mini is because we've both done these in about ten minutes, and the task was to do a rap song using the poem from the beginning of the Blackwood book it's called uh, what is it called The Ballad of the Way's Margin yeah so first up um, we're going to play uh, James's and Nick you have to be the judge you okay. have to decide which one's better cool
0: <laughs> yeah blood don't know whole tight tabletop twats yeah big up the Blackwood Eli what's up huh. don't know don't know yeah uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah Beyond the village, this stands a tall hitch To keep the black at bay Kept safe from danger from pagans and elves If only we followed the way The way of the elder king narrow and true A guide to law and life with aid from our ancestors, overhead we saved from peril and strife. But there are those who falter, or those who choose to turn from fellowship and order, who want the realm to burn. But if you would stand against these trials, life of errantry calls to walk the ways margin to seek out its fools for self or for us all. Yeah, bring it up. Ballad of the ways margin, dunno, dunno, tabletop twice blood, blackwood, elacer, he like shut up, shut up your mum. <laughs> <laughs> that ending. Oh, wow. oh, shut
2: up your shut mum. Shut up, shut up, your right, mum. Alright, I'll play you my one next. Very good. We ain't keeping it real, we're keeping it imaginary. It's time for the ballad of the ways margin, motherfuckers. Yeah. Beyond the village, there stands a tall hedge to keep the blackwood at bay. bay. Kept safe from danger from pagans and elves. If only we follow the way. way. Yeah, the way of the elder king. king. Narrow and true, true, a guide to law and life. life. With aid from our ancestors overhead, we're safe from peril and strife. Strife, but they are those who falter or those who choose to turn. For fellowship and order, order who want the realm to be you stand against these trials, a the life of errantry calls, to walk the way's margin, to seek out its faults, fault for self and for us all. Even you
0: Chantel, and even you, Paul. Yes, that's right, for all. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh God.
2: So uh, Nick, as the judge.
0: Wow. Oh they're both shit. No. Um (laughs) you're you're right there. (laughs) Um Oh, it's
2: a tough one. They both got their merits. (laughs) <laughs> Look at that. He's like it's like he's like, <laughs> he's like a, a father choosing between two shit drawings. That his <laughs> yeah, Kids have awesome. done. It's like parents it's like, even at school. Um, they're both they're both really good. Well, they have both done. got um originality. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> very uh, creative. No, it's fine. He's like sticks it on the fridge for a, an acceptable amount of time. <laughs> I
1: can't pick between the two, man. They're both very good. Right, you've got to. I've got go on, to go pick. On, go
2: on. Okay. Um uh oh, they both got a bit of freestyle in
1: it. <laughs> stop it Nick pick I'm one Put am a vote up I'm not picking no pick one you have to pick one no, that's the point all, of I the like second Nick pick one I
2: can't pick one okay, Nick, thank uh... you
1: Nick yeah thanks Dick <laughs> well, well no. I haven't heard that one before they're uh they're both very good, and they're both way better than anything I could ever do. So that's like, not the point. You're supposed before. to be the judge.
2: That, that was our nice point in the segment. Lie. We and spoke just... about this beforehand, and you said oh, I'd be brilliant when we no... do song fight because James will be on it, and I could be the judge. That's what you said. It was your idea, and you fucked <laughs> it up.
1: It's fine. I already said that I I wasn't proud of mine. All right, if but you no. Want to choose.
2: No, it's it's irrelevant because the whole segment's rubbish now. No. All right. No. 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 It's, no, it's fine. No, don't worry. It's ruined. Right. Next segment. <laughs> Welcome to
0: the Chamber of Challenges, Chamber of Challenges, The Chamber of Challenges, Chamber of Challenges The Chamber of Challenges
2: <laughs> Welcome to the Chamber of Challenges, and today we're bringing back an absolute classic yep. of RPG challenges. Uh-huh. It's called What, what That. that. <laughs> what so That. We're bringing back What That because <laughs> this is an RPG challenge. So, James has created RPG related soundscapes, and he we have to try and guess what
1: that. What that. So, James. Yep, yeah, number one. <laughs>
0: What the fuck? Oh, honey. She's oh. crying.
1: I hate this. <sighs> so
0: What the hell was that, James? So, so, what so, so, that? <laughs>
1: what that,
2: boy? <laughs> that was horrible. Okay, so I think it is a Orc baby. I think it's a possessed baby. All
1: right, all right. Final answers. Yeah. Yes. All right, you're both wrong. Oh, all right. Good. What that did? Uh, it's dungeon crawl classics. What? Because <laughs> <laughs> it was dungeon sound, uh. baby crawling, and the audio quality had um, uh, it had the uh, you probably couldn't hear it well actually coming out of a phone speaker, but it was crackly like your classic.
0: Oh,
2: that
1: that's so obtuse. It's so tenuous. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's fine. All right, next one. Yeah, next yeah. One. All right, next one. Yeah, next one. So think more literal. Okay, we have to get into his mind. Ah <laughs> ha! <laughs> Not quite good enough. What the fuck? That's Play a... it again. Yep, yep. Ah <laughs> ha! <laughs> Not quite good enough. <laughs> that's a one. That was a dodge roll. I, um, I thought it was a critical failure. I see. I don't. I think I'll probably it makes sense yeah dodge roll but I just labelled it as it did not beat the AC so it's a miss yeah so uh, yeah uh, uh, yeah I'll give it to Harrison there you go one on Harrison yay what (laughs) what it was a one (laughs) (laughs) maybe a one (laughs) no the one would be like oh I missed you
0: know oh Oh, I've stabbed myself (laughs) instead (laughs) I appear to have fumbled (laughs) (laughs) what's that
1: Uh, right. go on then next one next one alright number three Oh, fuck oh, sake, wait, wait, James. Wait, wait. Right, right. No, one no, right. file. No. James,
2: <laughs> are you playing your personal sound? No. no. Is this James, <laughs> a life, is a life of James? The first, one, down, was, the first one was really creepy. Now we've got this one. James, James, wait, wait. You, you have to come up to us with something we can use in the podcast. You can so you use it. I'm doing what that looks wait, like. Wait, you, you need to listen for for to it. For fuck's
1: sake. Me. Wait, try and, try and just listen to what happens. Okay. Oh. All right. Uh,
0: What, James? James! James. James. No, you missed it. You missed it. I can't. I can't can't do this podcast anymore. I can't. 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 I'm canceling the feature. (laughs) It's got nothing to do with that. (laughs) (laughs) Right,
1: go on, from the top.
0: Right, I'll try try not to
1: laugh.
0: Oh. Oh. Oh
2: what the fuck okay someone walking through a swamp
1: getting <laughs> getting swallowed by an ooze okay I okay, get right. it was sanity loss
0: how Is was that the, sanity loss it was
1: some gross ass nasty sounds someone going ah there was a sound of dice rolling and then a shock by the player and immediate crying very good oh very good they was walking through some bodies yeah.
2: Yeah. It, oh, that
1: really didn't that sounded really uh, really lewd very good It's <laughs> very good alright next go on then. Uh, okay, uh if this sounds sexy James I'm cancelling the feature look it wasn't meant to sound sexy it right was, but if it does meant to sound gross James, <laughs> and that did it sounded gross it did but in a sexy way <laughs> oh, sexy
3: yeah, gross, okay, sexy okay. gross. But if,
2: okay children listen to this right go on no they don't right. I hope they don't alright go all on number, number four
0: Right, James! Right, that's what? it! Right! Cancelling Canceling it! We're cancelling the sample. Shut it down!
3: Shut oh, it down! For fuck's
0: sake! You can't it
3: even... What? <laughs>
0: what? <laughs> it's the wrong memory card <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the... Oh, for fuck's sake why do they all sound like like something really terrible <laughs>
1: the phone speaker is not doing it just right <laughs> go on look just shut up and listen to the I'll go like, from the middle no no, no no from the beginning Brigannic.
0: Next place. Mirror, mirror,
2: Aliens versus Red Nicks.
0: Yes! Oh. Yes, it was! Oh man, <laughs> that's good. That's good. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because I could hear that. And your alien noises. Yeah,
2: thank you. Sorry, Nick, you didn't get a chance to. Man. Oh. Nick's face during that was a picture. <laughs> he, he, he he looked like that was happening to him. <laughs>
3: so
2: it was scared. Yes. <laughs> All
1: right. And yeah. the last one. What? <laughs> yeah, good. The last one. There you go. this do my bidding for me
0: go fight you stupid little minion Sargon of the Goblin, Goblin, the the Goblin Hugs yeah. yes
2: very good okay those are good man okay uh, you uh, may have single handedly <laughs> yeah we, we're cancelling that segment forever <laughs> I think it got too porno
1: no it did they were just it did, cr- cr- it did. Cr- <laughs> there was a deep
2: throat noise got too highbrow mate <laughs> <laughs> having stuff like that Jesus Christ <laughs> Oh man, I haven't
1: laughed that hard in a long time. Oh. I made them all after the session of Thursday. What was it a session of?
0: In the
2: future, you will be able to send a letter from anywhere on the planet. This is the future. This is the electro letter. Alright, so guys, welcome to the Electro Letters where we. Fuck, every time. (laughs) (laughs) Where we. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck, every time. (laughs) Okay, so welcome everyone to the Electro Letters where we read your mail from the internet. First up, let's get on the emails. we got one from Chris Hughes. Yeah, and he said just found these new dice to feed Nick's addiction Jesus let's try to describe them so they <laughs> look like golf
1: balls they golf balls, <laughs> balls <laughs> which each single dot numbered
2: yeah Fucking so yeah. This, I can see that they go up to 205 wow a so D205 well there's 217
1: as well there's definitely more so what is this a D300 no it's a, it's a, it's a D5000 col- isn't it it's a golf ball how many sides does a golf, golf ball have? It's a both
2: ball. A both. <laughs> a classic golf ball. No, no. this is a D something, because I've seen that um, Spoony has this in his dice video that he 1, made. 000? Oh my God, shut It's not a D1000. I think it might be a D500. D500. Yeah, something like that. Man, that's. I'm going to have to get that. No. No, I'm not. Apparently really, they don't roll, because it is essentially just a ball, so yeah. you just have to wait for the ball to stop. Oh my God, the games to take forever. Mm. Rosie 500. Thanks, Chris. So on this episode, we asked for um, those times at the table that, that made you cheer, that made yeah. everyone stand up and cheer, and those those awesome moments, and so obviously Owen Lean, he's sent in an email, and he says, so, Deadlands is a Western game. When you think of the Wild West, you think cowboys, horse riding, cactuses, desserts. I think you meant deserts. <laughs> I think a dessert, so I think <laughs> You don't tend to think about swimming. No. Unfortunately, in Savage World, swimming is a skill, and if you don't have that skill, you can't swim. Thus, when a party of six of my players went to investigate strange goings-on in a nearby lake, and one of them snake-ized their, their riding role, they found themselves in a tiny spot of bother. As our first hero splashed around helpless, another thought quick and chucked a lasso in after them. Success! they caught the drowning man and with a strength roll to pull them up snake eyes (laughs) the current somehow is so strong it pulls him in as well cue the huckster realising if she teleports into the water with another hero they can each grab one and then she can teleport them all back great idea and the first roll goes great, but with enough power points for the journey home, she has to deal with the devil, and that goes spectacularly badly. (laughs) The resulting backlash teleports all four of them further into the water. (laughs) (laughs) And so the party's British ninja steps up to the plate. He has no swimming and has no chance at all, making it to them and back again. Unfortunately, he has the code of honour hindrance, and there is a woman in danger, so he carefully removes and folds his jacket and dives in. On a d4 minus 2, he rolls a 39. Whoa!
3: 30 bloody
2: 9! This is the moment that we all stand up and cheer. And a roll that absurd, I have to say that he manages to swim out there, tie together a raft of bushes and carp, hoists everyone aboard, and persuades the corralled fish to carry them to shore. (laughs) Yes, that was the best explanation I came up with. I was tired. the party carried on towards their destination and agreed never to speak of this again. <laughs> Brilliant. I can remember a time when we all cheered. Shameless plug
1: coming. Triple crit roll under our first AP of DCC.
2: Yeah, I mean, yep. we, we forgot to mention this in what we've been saying, really, but uh, yeah, for those that don't know, um, we are doing a monthly actual play of uh, Dungeon Call Classics. Yep. And Nick got three... Three. three crit rolls. Genuine in a row it
1: was amazing three separate dice and it was couldn't have been um, needed a a more like intense time and we screamed I mean we were doing an early morning game your poor
2: wife yeah (laughs) we woke her up (laughs) she was in bed and she heard us all going the first one happened we were like yes the second one happened yes third one happened Ah! (laughs) <laughs> and she, yeah, she literally um, got woken up by it. She was bloody. Annoyed. I, uh, I listened back to uh, the AP, uh, obviously, and the the hairs literally stood up on the back of my neck. Yeah, yeah. Such ex- you can hear our emotion in it. it yeah. it's, it's genuine. That was genuine the point emotion. where it's I, so I always put like music and sound effects and stuff and yeah. uh, ambient sounds into those um, actual plays. And that was the point. I just I didn't even bother. I just I just turned the music off because I was like, oh, that's enough already. <laughs> yeah, um So cool. Yeah, that
1: was brilliant. Um, so next one, Jay. Next one comes in from Richard Walcock from Google plus um, he says in an official dnd module for eberron the pcs entered a large cavern crossed a walkway over a river of lava and found a large stone sarcophagus on the other side instead of opening it and looking for loot they tried to shove it into the lava so i described the adventures big bad leaping out of the sarcophagus it was a huge mummified half dragon <laughs> One of the PCs won the initiative, so he bull rushed the mummified half dragon got an amazingly good roll and knocked it off the edge and into the lava (laughs) it took a load of falling damage followed by a load of fire damage which was then doubled because mummies are vulnerable to fire (laughs) instant kill oh no (laughs) the players all cheered and then we had a discussion about why on earth someone would put a mummy beside a lava (laughs) flow that's a good question yeah I
2: mean they didn't expect Somebody to shove it in the lava, though. No, it's to be true. fair, that's yeah. wicked, though. That, that's funny. That sounds that's really cool, wicked, Rich. Uh, and the next one comes in from Tony Fanning. Uh, he says, No, that's lame. Who does that? As in cheering at the table. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, and just kidding. that's another shameless plug I wanted to make as well because. If you are a patron of ours, you will make it into the uh, Dungeon Cool Classics actual play. Absolutely. As evidenced by the fact that uh, Fanning City is the yeah. name of the city. Absolutely. And it's named after Tony Fanning, who is one of our patrons. We've got Cutthroat yeah, Jenkins. Cutthroat Jenkins. Who is got- named after Zach Jenkins. Yes. Yeah. Gary McCallum was one of the legendary warriors who was the brother of the Chaos Lord. Um, but you guys didn't really get a chance to explore that particular Backstory. Oh, we, uh, we, we had Terry Hansen messing everything no, up. The college jar. Terry. <laughs> yeah, so, so um, yeah, thanks, uh, Tony, for your patronage, and uh, thank you for being a city. Yeah, thanks for being a city. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks, imagine Dave. if that was his really specific fetish, and he was listening to it, and he's like, oh, i just love to be a city. I've always wanted to be a city. And, <laughs> and, and he's listening to it, and he's just like, oh, my God, these guys. Oh, my dreams come dream.
1: oh! <laughs> Best guys ever.
2: He says, just kidding. Just a few weeks ago, I was running in the... R- Just a few weeks ago, I was running the final session in an almost two-year-long FFG Star Wars campaign set just after The Force Awakens. I had a female Knight of Ren as a recurring villain that had attacked, wounded and scared several members of the party over the course of the campaign as she hounded their every move across the galaxy so when three force sensitive characters finally cornered her and fought an epic lightsaber battle one of them losing an arm in the process that culminated in her being beheaded the entire table stood and cheered even though she wasn't the real big bad in the final chapter my players had gotten so sick of her getting away
1: or chasing (laughs) them away that when she was defeated it was a much more emotional victory awesome two year long so every oh. for two years she was like ha ha getting in the way, and in the end they were just like right, cut her head off.
2: Yeah, yeah. Imagine, imagine like at the end of every fucking battle, somebody's just like somebody's just like and now I will see you later. <laughs> yeah, and then they were just like right, that head's coming that's off. It. That's
1: it. Enough <laughs> for you. you dumb. You dumb bitch.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, thank, thank you very so much. So well done, his players. Yeah. Um, next email we got comes in from Stumpy. Hey! hey, hey new guy alert. Hey, new guy hey, New guy He's our new patron, so look out for yeah, him. Yeah, Stumpy on the old G+, isn't it? Yeah, and uh, he says, Binge listening to your podcast up to this episode after it being mentioned on episode number six of You Meet in a Tavern podcast. Was loving hearing proper British humour. It Then you started mentioning places I knew. <laughs> okay. Um, I'd driven past the the day before I heard you mention it. I don't remember us mentioning that by yeah. name. Did we? Because I thought we... Com- ooh, I thought we always ooh. never put the name in. I thought... <laughs> it's, it's, the game, it's the only gaming shop no, in the It's South the only gaming shop in Red <laughs> but, Hill. But we often mention when we have bad experiences at our Oops. local gaming store. <laughs> I don't think we mentioned it uh oh he probably should just, just knows it out. no he it probably out. knows well how well, does he know is. that we live in Red Hill because we've said that a million times have we yeah, yeah. yeah. and then it's we the said and shop. then we've said local gaming store yeah. yeah he's put two and two together he's a bloody detective we should, should, we, should okay so should I'm going to blink that, that name and he says and I've had a few curries from Yeah. remember those rumours that found, they found half a dog in their freezer no
3: yeah
1: oh my god
2: that was the one okay I'll believe the name of that restaurant we lost Pete Malai. he was at the it was at the curry shop wasn't he? oh yeah we called them up <laughs> um, by the way it's not just the states where twat means ladies parts I was dragged up in Newcastle and it was along with cunt one of the two words that my mum heard anyone saying she would either cringe or go nuts depending on who said it keep up the good work I've, I've a few more episodes to listen to. So, wow. no, we Jeez, know mate. that that's what twat means, but it's just down here, uh, definitely down south, it's not that offensive. No, like, mate, I'm not being funny. If it's said on The Apprentice, which is the BBC, and I've heard the word twat used about three times, oh, yeah, then it's yeah. fine. And I could say it to my mum and be like, oh, shut up, you twat. Yeah. It, don't, yeah. it really doesn't matter. Yeah. But, like, in the States, you say twat. Twat. That's twat. it, get out. It. Get and off. it's like, it's like, um, re- it's like, oh, that's like saying the C word. C, bad C, C word, to your mum. Yeah, we'll definitely bleep the places, the place names there because that was uh... good detective work, Stumpy. Yeah, he's yeah, figured he's that. figured out creepy. who's been giving us all that bad service. Uh, bit, so a bit, a bit I, would say, I would say I would say, Stumpy, only go into that store if you're really desperate for something to get somebody for their birthday or something. Yeah. It sucks.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So our next lot coming from Facebook, and we've got uh, Frank Ashcraft who sent in something saying stand up moment. I was GMing a Deadlands campaign when a small group of mohawks attacked the players camp in the middle of the night. It was supposed to be a small bump in the road type of encounter. Only one player heard them coming up, the rest slept unknowingly. Within two rounds, one player was dead. One player was hit by an arrow, incapacitated and lost the use of his arm. And one player was just incapacitated, unconscious. Players thought that they were done for sure. In walks the lone maid scientist PC. With his fireball launching cannon. First shot hit and the damage dice exploded, doing close to sixty wow. damage. Whoa. With nice. two D6 with no extra damage dice. The wow. Hell. That's awesome. Everyone is standing up and clapping and cheering. He continues to decimate the attackers, exploding the dice massively on each hit. At the end at the end of it all, he had saved the entire party. Everyone was losing their shit. Wicked. Yeah. That sounds awesome. It does.
2: You know, the funny thing is, is I know exactly what he meant, but um, throughout it, when he said one player got shot in the arm, I imagined it the player, not the character. I don't know. <laughs> just so, at a table.
3: Oh, yeah, he's like, oh. And then suddenly
2: this other guy's just rolling, going, I'm damaging him, I'm damaging him. And they're like, hang on a minute, pay attention. Your player's just been shot down the over there.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't get the idea of a small group of mohawks, just like the small guys. Or or just a a, a disembodied mohawk. Massive. (laughs) Just just the hair. (laughs) Listen to rock music. (laughs) Hey, I'm just a a wig, man. (laughs) Leave me alone. Yeah, and then uh, Frank Ashcraft also asks us a question. He says, what's your favourite experienced or have yet to be done campaign kickoff that wasn't? You meet in a tavern.
0: Uh,
2: oh well, I did. You meet on a, no. Well, you. I did. You are in a campsite. So I guess. I, well, the question really is like, what's your favourite first session? I've, you know, I, but it's it's so easy because most people just draw on what's the most recent one that you've liked. And I've but I've got to say the first Gotham one really did kick it off. and I haven't smiled that much in the first ca- session. I haven't got into it that much in the first session. All the characters gelled really well. Oh, man, yeah. I, th- I think that might be the best first session I've that played. That was a great start. And all it was was an empty black room with a grill in the middle. And then up pops Joker with his dogs yeah and then yeah well off we go it was yeah that was a very good one and there were so many little things like when he, when we were in the room and uh, I said have we got our gear and he went yeah you've got your gear and I went idiot like this guy doesn't know what he's doing he's a shit GM <laughs> and like it turns out that's because Batman wanted to see how we were using it yeah exactly and like yeah. I was just like fool and he, I'm, like, I'm like have we got the internet he's like yeah you've got the yeah, internet got it, and I'm no, like, I'm like oh. this guy doesn't even know what he's doing <laughs> and then like by the end of the campaign we were just like uh, by the end of the session we were just like yay <laughs> yeah, yeah. That
1: was that was amazing, but yeah, I'm trying to think of another one just because we already mentioned it in what you've been saying. But I mean, yeah, you I, started I your sick. game in the lab. It was amazing. It was cracking. Yeah, but I can't say my own game, can I? Yeah, you, yeah, you can. can. I just did. Well, I was the one. That, yeah, no, but your favourite one, is not it? Yeah, my, my my own is always my favourite.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like for first sessions ever, kicking what, it right off, kicking it right off dot com. I think was He's king kickoff. He's king kickoff. He is, isn't he? I think he wins it. Because I can't think of another one that I've liked more than that. I'm
1: I'm going to I'm going to mention yeah. one. Um, it was uh, my first experience of. No, um, you can't say your own game. No, <laughs> not my own
3: game.
1: No. He was about to say something else, Nick. My first experience of DCC when we did our our four session interim <laughs> game that mm-hmm. Harrison ran. Mm-hmm. The first session of our uh, level zero dungeon yeah, crawl. Yeah, that was pretty decent.
2: Actually, to be fair, when we first played um, DCC, we. Uh, on, birthday. on my birthday. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, when we did it, Nick, and we we did um, Court of Chaos. Court of Chaos, yeah. and we did uh, with with the level one characters. Yeah, that was pretty decent. That was very very. But good. I don't think it, it as a first session. It, I don't know if it comes close to that. That was fun with with the, the, Pete, made his little t- house. Do you remember when we would to come in the house? Because that that doesn't count as a campaign kickoff though. That's true. Because that was a one off session. Like no, Pete's King kickoff. He's King yeah, kick- kick- kickoff. King
1: kickoff. Because the puns were so high in that
2: game. It was crazy. Coin yeah. fat mean um,
1: <laughs> yeah uh, and lastly a uh, last little one that's popped in from Mr. Owen lean Up on Facebook e- on Facebook he says have you considered doing a video podcast Yes we went live once uh, it was horrendous go look on Facebook
2: Yeah they Gary school they got rush out at the Pego Jonathan. And to us. This bit is
1: being broadcast. So now, on Facebook. So, yeah. so
2: Owen, you got your request. You got your request, You got your request, mate. So, well done. I guess You asked, we granted. Exactly. exactly. So, um, thank you everyone for sending your letters in. We like them. Thank you very much for doing that. Um, additionally, uh, g- good, good letters. Good letters. Good letters. Good um, stuff. James, you're good at numbers. Being yeah. Asian. Um, <laughs> If you were to give those letters a number rating out of six million, <laughs> what would you? No, like? no. What I tell you give?
1: what. I'm going to give. I'm going to give it a number rating, not out of any specific thing, but I'm going to. I'm going to give it a number, right? I'm going to give it maybe. I what's reckon, the number you like? Or? A solid, good, solid six. There you go. Solid <laughs> <For> six. <sake. laughs> All okay. right, so
2: that brings us to the end of another podcast, right? And. Uh, that means that what we need to do is do the contact details. Is do the contact details. Oh, yeah, well
1: for remembering. They've put us off all this so different
2: stuff. If any of you guys li- watching live or anybody that's going to be listening to this podcast uh, in the future would like to get in touch with us three idiots, then please do. And you can do that by emailing us. Just call James on 07 at 9. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, that you can get in contact with us by emailing us at uh, tabletoptwats at gmail.com or what else can you do? You can Facebook. go on you can go on Facebook, which is uh, facebook.com forward slash Tabletop tea. <laughs> <coughs> We've got Twitter, which is at Tabletop twats. Yeah, And of course, we used to have a Tumblr, but it's gone now. Uh, but most importantly, get yourself over to G+, the Nerds International community. Come say hi. We're always locking about around there. A lot of great people. And uh, yeah, get involved. And that means that we have to do a thought of the day. Right, and because you know, when you haven't got this podcast in your ears, you know, you're not yeah, doing what you're you gonna what, do, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna it's do in your life? Read a book you don't know how to read, that's <laughs> why you're listening to this. Yeah, so, we that's read for you exactly, we read shit for you, and that's and that's what that's why you're doing this. Um, and the question of um, the week is obviously going to be what the fuck is a sonic. <clears throat> The other day, right, I was at a boot sale and uh, I picked up a, a strange book, a strange unlabeled book that merely had a, uh, a symbol on the front and uh, when I read this book I, I looked inside and um, it simply said that uh, actually when 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 you um, realise one thing, you realise that we actually all come from the earth and that we are all made from carbon and that one day, we will actually return to the earth once again we will simply be eaten by worms and that we will all become one being once again and once we are one being once again we can reform into a golem and once we are this golem we can reclaim the earth we can kill the queen and we will be able to reclaim the earth and we will write a message into its core and this message will be chicken mcbosh Hello, so it's probable that a lot of people don't even know that there's a bit after the uh, credits, so to speak. And uh, from now on there isn't going to be, basically. We'll probably start doing it again at some point. However, uh, those radio dramas uh, take a long, long time to edit. And it was getting a little bit silly, essentially, uh, originally... I'll give you a little look behind the curtain. Originally, with the Alan Rickman one, I used to write them and then produce them all myself, and it took bloody ages, and it was very, very hard to do. And in actual fact, it took me equally as long just to edit those short 10-minute bits that it did the entire rest of the podcast. So, with the second season, with the Bonacons and Vagabonds ones, We, um, essentially improvised the whole thing and didn't have a big story in mind, we just improvised the whole thing, which is why I think, to an extent, it suffered in quality in comparison to the original season with the Alan Rickman storyline, um... So, what I was going to do with the uh, with the new one was uh, do sort of a, another sci-fi drama. This time a space opera drama about a guy that loves uh, movies and is on a quest to find an old VHS tape. That was what it was going to be about. Um, and it was going to be written, uh, again, instead of improvised, and it was going to be a space opera type thing. Now, the only trouble is, if we're going to be continuing to do the uh, actual play, which is a thing that we are going to be doing, that takes a very, very long time to edit because of all the sound effects and the cinematic way that we like to do them. That is just the way that we like to do them. Uh, We think that people enjoy that too, and it's our unique way of, of doing them. Now, if we continue to do those when we do these mainline episodes I can't really justify putting a hell of a lot of effort into something after the credits and, and time that people are unlikely to see if you catch my drift when the actual plays are taking me two full days to, to, to edit at this point uh, and it are incredibly hard so for now I'm gonna put this uh, post-credits bit on the uh, on, after the episodes on hiatus Um, Hopefully, if I get extra time from god knows where, I will try to start it back up, but I don't know if that's going to be possible, considering at the moment I'm doing the wild die, this, um, the the actual plays as I said, and of course my anime podcast which is called Teach Me Senpai. So yeah, I don't know, Uh, but like I said, I didn't think the last season of this post-credits bit was that particularly good anyway so i don't think it will be missed um i'm glad that we did the first one uh, i thought that was cool but uh yeah cheers thanks for listening and uh, i hope you enjoyed the main bit of the episode see you later chicken with bosh